0: everybody welcome to a very special episode of the finger guns podcast where we do a little bit of a spoiler special into the bbc series boat story now you're probably wondering hey you don't talk about bbc terrestrial tv shows it's like no we normally don't but this one is a bit special because of course it stars our good friend mr ethan lawrence and he's with me right now hello sir
1: Hello, hello. And uh, when you brought this up on the Thinking Guns podcast initially, you you buried the lead of my involvement with it quite deep into your recommendation, which I was very proud of you for. Yes,
0: yeah, I I figured at first I'd stay. you know, this this is great. Also,
1: you may not, (laughs) don't have to believe a single word I say, but I think I thought it was great. (laughs) No, I really did appreciate it. Thank you for that. I mean, I remember when, um, I mean, obviously we're going to get into this, um, but... uh, when you said you were going to watch the whole thing in one night, I was like, "Ah, oh, you're mad, mate! You're mad."
0: Bro, Netflix has trained me well.
1: Yes, <laughs> in it's... the ways of watching a Netflix-style show.
0: Yeah, well, it's just you know, it's like every time Stranger Things drops, it's a it's it, it, it's an all-nighter. You know, I make sure of it. Who who needs linear television? No, nah, no one, no one. As soon as soon as I heard that it was available on iPlayer, I was like, "Right, boom, I'm off. I'm off. I, I got
1: six weeks of my life to watch it." You know. <laughs> Well you that's not gonna be six weeks though, it's two every week. Well, true, true, true. It would only yeah. have been three, but that's still too long. How <laughs> on I are you were, my good man. Uh I'm good. I'm very well, thank you. Uh it's uh I, for, for the for the for the benefit of people listening at home, we're banking this one. Yes. Uh so because uh, um we, we both watched it uh fairly quickly. Uh Ross because he's a lovely supportive friend, and me because I figured I'd better be across it just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're recording this on the 24th of November You're probably not hearing this until maybe the 5th or 6th of December uh, So as of two weeks ago, I'm fine Well, fantastic
0: <laughs> I really hope that continues up until the finale <laughs> Hell yeah God, that would be terrifying if not um, How are you, Roscoe? I am very well, I'm very well. Um, well You've caught me day one of a five-day-off binge, which is quite nice Oh yeah So I've got a bit of time off from my actual real-life job, um, which is lovely. (laughs) Um, I'm excited. uh, Doctor Who comes back tomorrow night. I am giddy as a child. um, And just just again
1: for the people at home, 24th of November.
0: Yes. Yeah. By the time this goes out, there would have been two new episodes of Doctor Who, which is kind of wild. But um, yeah, that's, that's keeping me up. And I in no way booked the weekend off just to watch Doctor Who. I just want to make that clear. It was just a pure coincidence. Yeah,
1: I, I, I didn't say anything. I wasn't accusing you of anything.
0: No, I just yeah, people listening going, he's that kind of guy that would book time off to watch Doctor Who, and you're absolutely right. I am that person, <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, I didn't do that. That was but just... just not this time. No, exactly. <laughs>
1: That's fine. As long, as long as you're honest.
0: I should say, while we're on the subject, if you ever get Doctor Who, um, if you're ever fortunate enough to to get that call, if you ever need like like a coffee runner or a shoe shiner or something. A shoe shiner. Just just oh, yes. call me.
1: The shoe shiner. This 1930s Hollywood. Hey man, I I'll do anything. Okay. Just call me. I'll be oh, yeah, we we do have a sort of Doctor Who connection to the thing we're discussing today. Uh boat story because um the director of uh block two, uh Alice Troughton, uh, directed a lot of the early new who. Hmm. Uh so you know there's Very a connection exciting. there. I, I am I am I am known by, well, by, by a person, what did Doctor Who? That's awesome. Uh, as I saying here, the ones she did uh, were the Doctor's Daughter and Midnight. If that, if I know who fans know these meticulously, like-
0: Midnight's my favorite Russell T Davies episode. Well, there you go, you oh, see. Oh man, and the Doctor's Daughter is where David to tent- met his wife.
1: Georgia. See? I mean, it just did. It. It's all coming together. And- <laughs> Alice Trouton responsible for all of that. Oh man As geez. well as episodes three and four of Boat Story.
0: An absolute hero. An absolute and hero. Part,
1: a part, I think a bit of five maybe, but I'm not sure. These <laughs> things can often be in flux.
0: Oh, episode five. We should we'll get into episode five, but uh um, Oh yeah. Okay, so let's talk boat story. I mean, I have to you know from your from your side, how did this begin? And when you I mean you must have been Itching to get this one. This was a meaty roll for you.
1: Yes, I will say just, first of all, I'm sure you will say this both in the title and in the uh, the uh, uh, the metadata. But um, guys, if you haven't seen Boat Story, please go and watch it and then listen to this. No, yeah. uh, r- r- seriously, because it is a very twisty, turny, plotty, big goal thing. And you're going to be want to be across the whole thing. Otherwise a lot of this will not make sense and it will also ruin it. So no, yes. at this point, I cannot stress this enough. If you haven't seen it, please turn off the podcast now. Go and watch it and then come back.
0: If you look at the featured image, it says spoiler special for a
1: reason. Yeah. Believe we, me. We, we are, we are going to go deep. So watch yourself. Deeper than shotgun shells. Deeper than shotgun shells. Uh, so uh, you, your question was, how did this all start? Uh, so uh, I was, this is, we're looking at uh, late summer, early autumn of last year. Uh, I just started shooting uh, Horrible History Series 10 and 11, uh, which was a job that was going to start in, I mean, near enough, we started rehearsals for that in June, July, and that was going to carry me all the way through to December. So, you know, fairly long process. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get the call sort of midway through uh, that they wanted me to audition for this. Uh, So it was just a self-tape. So, you know, I just did that at home. Nice and easy, not a problem. Sent that off, didn't really expect much to come from it because, you know, this is when you do a self-tape you, you barely know what's going on anyway uh but it went off and then i had a quite a quite a tense call um with my with my agent uh because he was like they're, they're offering you the part like you 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 will be playing officer ben too but the problem is is that they, they want you this side of 2023 and i was like yeah. okay where, where are we gonna where are we gonna find the time for that like i'm fully booked in on horrible histories and like you know I'm a man of my word, so so like you know, horrible history was there first. I wasn't going to renege on on that deal just to take this, but then it was also like, but this is also a BBC One primetime drama. We have to try and find a way to, to make this work. And uh, in the end, we did. It took a lot of a uh, proper agenting, agenting uh, from uh, from my agent Michael Ford of Hatch Talent. Looking him up, he's a mensch. Uh, but have a mensch. Managed- oh yeah. But he managed to he managed to walk that tightrope and um, working quite closely with um with Gary from casting uh to sort of get this over the line. Gary was one of my biggest supporters on this. Like he was desperate to have me in this role because wow. the um the two brothers uh, who are the producers of this uh were very keen uh, on me. Uh, and he fought and fought and fought and like we 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 negotiated with Horrible Histories. I ended up taking a week off of Horrible Histories and a and a mensurate pay cut. Uh, just to just to make this work because we were so desperate to get this over the line because we thought to ourselves, look, if, if we can just do this bit and get to December, then Horrible Histories will be out of the way and we can focus all our energies on Boat Story going into the new year, and that is ended up that did happen in the end, but it was a, it was a hard road getting there and even harder when the shooting actually started, because uh, time was we were shooting it um, in Hayes uh, for Horrible Histories, which is um, West London, out west near Heathrow. Uh, so I would I would rock up Sunday evening, plant myself in the hotel, uh, then early morning, get in usually six o'clock because of makeup and everything like that. Six o'clock in the morning, get makeup done, shoot a whole day of horrible histories, which usually be about 13 hours. Uh, then I'd hop on a train into central London, hop on another train all the way up to Leeds, uh, collapse into a hotel in Leeds, just pass out there, wake up six in the morning, go and do a whole day of boat story. And then jump back on a train down to London, back out west of Hayes, They collapse in the hotel, and just wow, do it all this... over and over again. It was insane. There was one week where I did that twice in one week, and it was <laughs> too much. It was silly. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, like you said, it is a it was a meaty role, and like we were we were determined to make this work, mm-hmm. uh, and we did. So you know, big thanks to everyone who uh, who was fighting on my behalf while I was very busy playing Napoleon. Uh, well, yes, I, I was kept rather separate from all of this because uh, M- Michael correctly intuited he probably doesn't want to be thinking about this when he's trying to concentrate on doing five or six horrible history sketches a day. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 currently doing thirty three page days. I doubt he, I doubt he wants to know about all the ins and outs of this. Fair, but God Fair. bless him. They did, they did, they did fight for me, and we managed to make it work.
0: Yeah, that's and uh,
1: we we got it.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, and you must have been giddy because like you said it's a it's a it's 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 a hell of a part and it's a um a very interesting part of the whole story is ben
1: for sure i mean i i didn't know the full details going into it um because as is the case with these things normally like especially in the early stages of the audition process all you'll get is like the scene that you're doing like you won't read a whole script or anything like that mm. so I, I had no idea what direction it was taking uh so It was exciting when when I realised, oh heavens, he's in quite a bit of this. (laughs) There's quite a lot going on because you know, as as, as much as there's all these people saying, oh the BBC, uh, whatever, suck a dick. Here's the thing, right? BBC One prime time. You you know that you're never going to say no to that, of course. And as soon as I realised that it was going to be like a BBC One drama, I was like, oh okay, okay, it's getting very real now. This Mm. is we're gonna. We got to make this good because I think this is outside of one appearance in um in Doc Martin. I'm reasonably certain this is my first appearance on terrestrial television that wasn't a repeat. Wow, which is exciting, yeah. Wow, that's wild thinking about it. Actually, isn't it? That's like, all my work was in digital. You know, I, I was yeah. there at the the the, the <laughs> nascent growth of BBC Three before its inevitable collapse.
0: Sure, sure. Um, but now it's back with a vengeance, of course. Um yes, go far, far
1: moved on from my old bones. But this <laughs> is the thing, this is the thing about
0: about Boat Story is that it's not just another BBC one drama, is it? It's so one of the things that drew me to it was the trailer. It was like it was so interesting. And it's, like yeah. I said to you, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a watcher of BBC drama, I was not or ITV drama, anything like that. For some reason, they've never really jumped out at me. But this one. This one's like, oh, there's a boatload of cocaine and it's getting sold by two complete strangers. It's like that sounds like a premise for a show that the BBC just wouldn't go for normally. I
1: think a lot of that comes down to the two brothers themselves, Harry and Jack, uh, because like they, um, you know, they've they've done a lot of good work, um, you know, throughout for sort of like starting with comedy stuff like Killing Eve and things like that and mm. uh, Fleabag, and then moving into things like The Missing and The Tourist and Baptiste. And because all of those shows have done well and have garnered them like a fairly decent audience that sort of goes beyond your classic BBC one audience, I think yep. they were given they were given quite a long leash with this one. because uh, in in a way, they've they've done enough at this point to sort of be slightly bigger than the channel itself. Sure. Insofar as like people will, will turn out for a two brothers production. Mm-hmm. You know, when they see those names attached, they're like, okay, well, this is gonna at the very least, this is gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what, it, what it's wanted me to do is go back because I've missed a lot of their stuff.
2: Um, yeah, I think so. it's worth
1: doing. I mean, um, yeah. Chucky Cairo, uh, who plays the the tailor in Boat Story, uh, plays like a, a good detective in The Missing and Baptiste. Hmm. So it, it'd be a good opportunity to see his extraordinary range in a third language, can I add? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought
0: throughout watching Boats, I thought this guy is insane. This guy is ridiculously talented evidently there's more that i've that i'm yet to see yeah he's
1: yeah i mean you know not, not to toot my own horn i mean i think i was perhaps the lesser part of it but this is a stacked cast isn't it just and again it's because people want to show out for the two brothers like you know they put something on it's like okay right let's let's get the you know agents across the land are like right let's let's get our boy in that
0: yeah for sure i mean there's we got daisy haggard who i knew first from episodes um,
1: yes, as a lot of people did,
0: playing a completely different character, um, uh, just an awful, an awful <laughs> kind of American agent person. She was just the worst. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh cool, Daisy Haggins. This. this is really cool. Passing Joseph, of course, with that presence, that 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 stare, you know, those big eyes. You just want to he's, sort of.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I think quite, quite a lot of people. My first exposure to him was Peep Show. Yes, absolutely. And even then those eyes though. Yes. Those, those absolute <laughs> eyes though. <laughs> he's 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 an extraordinary presence. And I must say, a really lovely man. Oh, I can uh, imagine. But my first um my first scene uh was funny enough, my first real appearance in the show as well, which was um pulling uh uh Patterson and Daisy over mm-hmm. after they go up a one way street. And he could not have been kinder. Uh, a love lovely man. Because I think oh. he sensed that like this this being my first drama and everything, I think he sensed my nerves and was keen to put me at my ease.
0: Was it um kind of important to you to do drama? Is it? you know, I don't want to go down. I don't want to ask a wanky actor question, but it was just like, is it important to show that range and be able to do different things? Because horror histories is obviously a million miles away from something like both story.
1: Yeah, I mean, t- I mean, to a degree, like you know, this. It's tr- it's tricky because it's a good question, but also I reject the framing of the question. <laughs> um, uh, like you know, my my thing has always been is that I'll, I will like a like a mysterious masked Spanish hero. I will go where I am needed. <laughs> uh, you know, generally where I am needed is you know crack and wise. Uh, yeah. So I've I've never had any sort of real ambition to sort of like break out of what is now firmly established as my niche. But like you know, the of of course again like it is it is different when it's primetime BBC. Like you know yeah. you. It hits different in that way. And so, like, you know, I would, I would never have rejected it. Uh, but also, and then, like, you know, when, in the case of many auditions, I've been up for so many dramas
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, like, lots of serious stuff. But, like, you know, they uh, they didn't call back, uh, Ross. They didn't... Uh, they weren't what so interested. But they wish they, they did they?
0: now, motherfuckers.
1: Oh, maybe. maybe <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there going, yeah, he's good, but he's... You can see he's he's screaming to reach for the joke every time. Oh, that guy,
0: that guy, that okay. and um and Craig Fairbrass. I, I I think we need to we need to give him his flowers because I have spent a lot of my life watching Craig Fairbrass straight to DVD movies, and this thing is like holy crap! He's actually superb. With the greatest respect to him, he he has a he has his niche. Like you know, he has his thing yeah. that he does.
1: And I mean, then, much in the same way I did, like you know, of and, course, and still do, like you know. But he, he, you're right. Like he, he is a revelation in this. Mm. You know, not for a second that I thought, like you know, oh, he wouldn't be capable of that. Clearly, he is. He is a professional actor. Of course, he can. For sure. But you're right. Like for for so much of his career, it's oh, get Craig Fairbrass in. We need a tall, mean looking guy, mm-hmm. uh, preferably with a Cockney accent. And he's he's the man. He's the man that can do that for us. But he's given so much room to breathe in this show, and. Like, you know, not to get too far ahead of myself, but like the the two scenes that I shared with him, you could, this sometimes happens when you're sharing a scene with someone and you start the scene and you're acting it together. Because often there's very little rehearsal time or anything like that. So you are sort of just thrown into it. And you get that feeling that you're like, oh, right, I see. I see this, why you've been doing this for so long. I can tell. Mm-hmm. And Craig was one of those. Like you just when you're in a scene with him, you're like, you're completely in it. And he's, again, I'm going to sound like a stuck record with this. He's so nice as well. (laughs) (laughs) What a nice man Craig Fairbrass is. That's awesome to hear. But, I mean, it was good good for him as well, because I feel like, you know, for him at least, he really feels like his career has sort of finally taken a sort of an extra bump. I was speaking to him at the screening. And at that time, the new Rise of the Foot Soldier movie had opened to half a million quid at the UK box office, which for like an independent British production is like like scary money. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And then he's also in uh, the new One Piece uh, on on Netflix. All oh, right, okay. And so, like you know, he's it, it, all of the sort of working in the uh, the, the comedy, the comedy cockney gangster minds has finally mm-hmm. sort of started paying off for him and he's 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 moving on up and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Very pleased for him. We sort of breeze past Daisy Haggard. Isn't she incredible? Daisy Haggard is just astonishing. I mean, the, yeah. the stuff that she can do with just her face. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I find her face absolutely magnetic. Just yeah. mesmerising. Just She can tell a thousand stories just in a look.
0: And that was her strongest asset, I think, in episodes because she had that uh, look sort of all the time. But you knew she didn't have to say anything. I mean, a, a lot of her dialogue was just, ah. And it was just, it was just amazing. And it was but it was all on her face. You're right, you know, and it was just tremendous to watch. Yeah. I mean, she's a
1: brilliant, brilliant face actor. Like, oh, yeah, you watch not... it and you're like, how's she doing that? <laughs> but she has this, she has this, and like we, we sort of discovered this uh as she sort of moved on from episodes and sort of started doing breeders and back to life and things like that. She has this extraordinary ability to make very, very pedestrian and ordinary people fascinating. Mm. And that's, that's a rare skill, very rare skill. And it made her absolutely perfect for this.
0: For sure. Um, let's not forget Joanna Scanlon, of course.
1: Oh, mummy. Oh, mummy. The second time in my career that Joanna Scanlon has played my mom. <laughs> I think you can't you
0: can't move on that without that happening. They have to yeah, get the cast together.
1: I yeah. I I think deep down that the reason why they were so keen to get me involved is because they already had Joanna on, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we need to get her real life son." <laughs> <laughs> a, it's an incredible thing, like yeah, I, I have to say on on behalf of my own mother, she's she's a bit cross that um, the industry yeah. has decided that my mother looks like Joanna Scanlan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why can't I have the part? Why not me? Is it not my time? (laughs) (laughs) How old is um How old is Ben in Boat Story? Uh, never established. Uh, my my guess. I'm gonna go for what my playing range is. So I'm gonna say he's 18 to 25.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. Because he 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 definitely had the mummy thing still down. Very much. Yeah. I
1: mean, as as we were sort of going through it, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that um as we were sort of going through and sort of finding where the character was, a lot of stuff got ironed out. Uh, so like initially he was, he was a lot more, a lot more bumbling and suffering a lot more from sort of like arrested development uh, and things like that. But I think through the rewrites and then ultimately through the edit, um, he, he loves his old mum. And like, you know, it's, it's less a case of arrested development and more just sort of a kind of, I guess, a sort of respect that he mm-hmm. has for his superiors and everything like that. Uh I think he's, he he doesn't come off as sort of you know, to, to to excuse the phrase, he doesn't come across as stupid as he no. potentially could have done. Yeah, you no. sense that it all comes from a from a from a place of at least part intelligence. And he plays Warhammer, which you know is very cerebral. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. For him. Good for him. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's
1: an echoing silence as Warhammer fans and the, and the crowd were like, What what does that mean? I don't
0: know what that is. <laughs> um I do know what it is. Um I don't play it, but uh York dog on our team plays it religiously, and uh, as you probably know, whenever he's on the pod, that's the only time it ever gets mentioned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very briefly, and then everyone moves on.:
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's like a driver to come on and say Warhammer and then disappear again for three weeks. Um, right, Let's get to episode one, because episode one is batshit insane.: Yes. This is, this um, is the
1: thing that's like this, this is my concern when it went out because uh, I'd seen episode one and two before the, the thing dropped uh, at that screening. And I remember saying, I was like, I, I don't know how the native BBC one audience are going to take this because it's, it's, it's a hard watch. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tough old opening up uh, with yeah. the, I, I believe the highest body count of the series in one episode. It has, surely it has to be surely. Yeah, I mean, it starts to it starts to drop off towards the end. The just the sheer amount of bodies on screen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah uh, people who have seen it, you will know this. Uh, that it starts off with the with with the cocaine on the boat, and like you know, we get all the all the things there. Then there's a hand gets mangled. Yeah, not, not
0: expecting that bit.
1: That was nope. shocking. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a fight on a boat, which results in two people dead, one stabbed, one uh, concussed on the side of the thing. We are eight minutes in, by the way. <laughs> to episode one, which is, yeah, it hits the ground running. I'll give
0: it. That. Oh, that it does. That it does. Um, but it's that it's that scene. You see, the white van turn up outside the police station. You see the three guys in there. They're just talking about takeaways. They just want to go get a Chinese. They've got a discount voucher. That's all they want to do for the day. They're just getting their job done and going to get a Chinese.
1: This is probably the where the um because a lot of people have been sort of comparing it to sort of Tarantino. Stuff like yeah, that. this is probably the most Tarantino esque scene of the lot.
0: Yeah, um, it's got a real this...
1: sort of opening of Pulp Fiction vibes
0: for sure. Um, it's Tarantino, it's Guy Ritchie, it's just it is something unbelievable to be seen on Sunday night on BBC One. Yeah, and... I mean
1: that's 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 the kicker, isn't it? Like you know, you who would have who would have expected? Yeah, this to show up on on Auntie Beebe.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of like you turn around, Doctor Martin.
1: Story. <laughs> 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 Weigh it up, you know? But yeah, to be fair, Doc Martin was ITV, and you know what they're like. Oh, true. (laughs) Bloody, it doesn't mean anything, does it? What I just said.
0: Oh, there's a scream somewhere down the road. Oh, no, someone's died. Yeah, Boat Story isn't fucking around like that. Nah. This is that scene. I could not take my eyes off of it for the entire time. I don't think I blinked. One, because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Two, I thought, where the fuck's Ben? Is he going to get shot at the end of this? Is Ethan just doing a one and out? What's going yeah, on? I was
1: wearing high vids. You-
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, but I just like, I didn't know, I couldn't remember if you were in the station the entire time. I can't. is he somewhere in the station right now? Because um, the last time you introduced yourself to the partner of uh, the guy that died on the boat. Yes. And so in my mind, you're still in the station. So I'm like, oh shit.
1: Saying <laughs> good. I've psyched everyone out. And I'm out within the first day. Yeah, yeah you're fine.
0: <laughs> You're fine though. Um, yeah, the uh, the couple, or the uh, the couple that were never a couple, couple under the table. Um
1: yeah. Oh god, that scene. <laughs> rough man.
0: That oh, was rough. I was not. As, I honestly thought for a split second, oh, he's going to spare her because she's helped him out. Nothing. Yeah, no. she
1: out him. you showed him the map. Was turned around. Nah.
0: No. No. Gone as well. And um, the
1: best thing, I think, well, the most brutal part of that entire scene is that it was all for nothing yeah completely worth it, yeah they like massacre an entire cop shop, and then what they're looking for isn't there yeah but yeah you know, that, that establishes how how dangerous these people are, i suppose
0: upon upon first watching of that scene um assuming you would read the script for episode one and had prior knowledge of it, was it more or as kind of less insane as you were expecting
1: well um when i went when I went to the screening. And this is just the first time I'd seen it. Obviously, I'd seen it on a page, but like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're like describing a massacre, it's not as uh, a, <laughs> you know, it's only when you actually see the actual physical reality of it that you're sort of like, oh, OK. But um, at the screening, I watched that scene and I pulled aside uh, one of the brothers afterwards, Harry, and I was like, I cannot believe you got away with that much blood on BBC One. And he said, oh, no, we didn't. That's cut down. No way. Like, we- we had to spend a not insignificant amount of money to paint a lot of blood out. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, so this is this is post paint." He go, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." And I, I imagine this was what they uh, <laughs> this is what they say about sort of like killing your darlings, mm-hmm. uh, where basically you you throw something in that is so extreme that obviously the people who have reputations to uphold on their channel go. I mean, obviously you can't put that in. And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just pull it back. We'll just pull it back a bit. So what is now on screen is still unacceptable, but it's 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 less unacceptable <laughs> than what came before, because I mean you're right. Like the, the utter brutality of it, like the the sort of the callousness, the utter cynicism of what's going on, mm. and then just the amount of blood, like the spatter on the wall when like he's walking past the glass partition. Yeah. And There's just a body slammed into it, there's just blood everywhere. Ah, oh, I don't know how we got away with it. I really don't know how we got away with it. Some of the reviews suggest that we didn't get away with it.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw, um, I turned off after that scene, it was, it was disgusting. Um, I read that
1: on Twitter. Yeah, um, how, could, was... how, how could the BBC expect us to watch this on a Sunday night? I don't know, would it have been better on a Tuesday? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What day of the week would have been acceptable to you? This is
0: Friday night entertainment, not Sunday.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, I can't I can't handle blood spatter unless it's absolutely <laughs> Thursday.
0: <laughs> I shan't yeah. have it. Yeah. Well, I mean the Guardian liked it.
1: I think that's the important thing. Yeah, Guardian liked it. Five stars. That is the first time first I've been in is the first time I've been in that has ever achieved five stars. Oh, congratulations. Everything else has been middling to poor. <laughs> oh, come on now. Nah, you watch, you watch. Alright,
0: okay. So, yeah, I mean episode one, that it lives or dies on that on that scene, and it's the ripples of that kind of throughout the rest of the series are quite insane. And then meeting the man behind it, the tailor, who has a also somewhat violent opening act as
1: well. Yeah, I mean it's it sort of feels weird that sort of like Watching someone on screen getting their tongue cut out is sort of the second worst thing to happen <laughs> in the episode, I and mean, it's sort of mad. I mean I sort of feel like between this and that we'd we'd set like both stories set its intention clear, you know it's yeah. like if if you're not if you're not okay with this level of extremity, we'll be gone in three weeks, and something else will be on and you can watch that instead. Mm-hmm. if you're willing to go with us on this. Boy, have we got a smorgasbord of content for you! Yeah, I think that's that's the thing with episode one. That is very much the yardstick. It, it, it has the highest body count. I think it is probably the most extreme in terms of content. And if you're able, if you're able to get through that and think to yourself, "Yeah, okay, I'm re- I'm ready for more," mm-hmm. we're there. And God, Chucky Cairo is the tailor, eh?
0: Oh my good lord! I I can't man. He was, I mean, there there's casting, you know, there's. Jack Sparrow, Nick Fury, Iron Man—you know, perfect casting.
1: And then there's the Taylor. one else could have done that? I think it was. I I think. I think. What's interesting is that like Checky had worked with the brothers before, but as like you know, a a good cop. Mm -hmm. And yet they saw they saw within him the spark of the of the Taylor. This is the kind of guy that would rip out someone's tongue. That's it. It sort of either speaks to sort of uh, the brothers' perspicacity or or. Chucky's insanity, mm. uh, but although I have, I have obviously, you know, I have, I have a couple of scenes with Chucky, I have met him, and honestly, I, he's so nice. Ross. <laughs> no, genuinely, he's a really sweet guy.
0: Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love his. Um, this is moving on a bit, but his love of um, his love of pasties is such a wonderful addition to his character.
1: Yes, it's,
0: it uh, it's, really it's, endears him to you. He's like, oh. He's a nice guy. He's just got a job to do. You know, he's fine.
1: <laughs> Actually, weird, weirdly enough, that was that was one of the moments where a friend uh, contacted me to uh, say that that was the moment that they were uh, they they were ejected from the narrative because they were like, no French person would eat a pasty and say it's better than anything in France. Come on, <laughs> that really tested the bounds of believability mm-hmm. there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose he's got a point. Okay. <laughs> That's the end of this uh, spoiler special. Well, the, for me. <laughs> okay, the show ruined Thanks everyone. The
1: show's shit. I didn't think never, about it, but yeah, you're right. Frenchman would never reduce himself to eating a pasty.
0: <laughs> you forget the massacre at the police station. That's the most ridiculous thing of this entire show.
1: But I tell you what, if, if you're able to get through that,
0: <laughs> just it's go with the suspension of disbelief, and you'll have a great show. Honestly,
1: I, pr- I, prom- I promise. <laughs> If we can sell you on that, we can sell you on the rest of it.
0: <laughs> and then there's Ben, who, you know, who, ab- who absolutely misses the massacre. Thank God. Um, he's just out. I don't know where he is. He's off getting boots on the ground. Who baby. Knows? Who knows? He's off uh, telling people not to go up one way streets, I suppose. Yes. And in <laughs> a way a, surviving.
1: That's a very important police business. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, it kept you alive, man. It kept you alive. <laughs> it did. It did yeah you know, traffic and, cop, and um of course he's 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 determined now to to solve the case and to say like right, this is my case now. these are all my people, and he gets he gets shot down fairly quickly, presumably he's he's maybe in his first, maybe second year of policing, so he doesn't really have that level yet to order to go, "I'm going to solve this case." Okay,
2: what yeah, I
1: mean, in the uh, there was a, a brief bit of dialogue that was cut. Um, uh, you you always notice this when you're watching it back. It's like, mm-hmm. well, where's that bit? I worked really hard on that. I had to memorize it and everything. <laughs> um, uh, but there was a, a brief chat that he gives to his uh his superior, uh, where he says that he was um he has like pride for like the officers' exams, uh, but constantly gets tripped up on the multiple choice questions. Uh, which he claims he doesn't understand. Uh, so, <laughs> so that that was always there, uh, but um, I think pro- probably trimmed for time because it was, it was a it was an indulgence uh, in an already very indulgent show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think we could have possibly gotten away with that. But yeah, we the the broad broad strokes. We're looking at someone who's like you know a fairly decent low level copper, but for God's sake, do not promote him beyond his means because he he won't he can't you can't do that,
0: well, you know he's the one that kind of got the ball rolling on the um the the rest of the story I mean he found the uh he found the map um he found the map which was covered in the the blood of his friends,
1: yeah, <laughs> but then I mean he admits later that like you know forensics would have got there eventually it's it's just that. They were so focused on doing forensics on the inside of the building, which, to be fair, was covered in blood. A lot of which had been painted out in post, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they hadn't got to the exterior yet. So they would have got to the clue, and it would have gone through the proper proper channels. But no, I got there first with my little picker.
0: Indeed. Um, and um, then there's um, of course Janet and Samuel, who, um, who meet on the beach. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is the narration. Yes, um, because it's a Chef's kiss addition to this entire thing. Um, I love the way he goes, "Hey, welcome back." Yeah. So,
1: as if we're all friends.
0: Oh, it's brilliant! It's brilliant! It's like we're all huddled around a campfire. I love
1: it. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it must have been really interesting for you doing all six back to back. Oh yeah, it like, was like, like <laughs> it's like hey, it's one been, been a while. Unbroken. I was like,
0: no, hasn't it been a while. Really hasn't, mate. I'm it hasn't. sitting here.
1: Did you not know that they were going to release the whole thing on iPlayer? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's great. I couldn't. I didn't turn it off. I did the recap every time because I just loved the narration so much.
1: Well, you get um, something different from it as well. I mean, again, I yeah. think this is one of those things, along with the extremity and violence, and along with sort of like the pitch dark comedy. If you're able to sort of accept the fact that there's going to be a kind of quasi sarcastic narrator uh, guiding you through this, if you're able to accept that, and also accept the uh, 1920s Hollywood style title cards, incredible. Again, Amazing. it's 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 so, it's, it's one of the things that I quite like about Boat Story, um, sort of as a piece, now having seen the whole thing and sort of how it sort of comes together visually, is that I like how it's sort of, it's quite arch and ironic in a way, uh, which goes some way to sort of excuse some of the more extreme moments within it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially framing it with a narrator, it's sort of, especially when he sort of talks to you like you're a person as opposed to just sort of like standard sort of narrator fare. You're sort of able to sit there and go, "Oh right, we are watching a story. We are having fun." Yeah, and it gives you it gives you permission to laugh, mm-hmm. which is one of the most important things you can ever receive in comedy. Quite. And there's a story on a boat. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a boat perfect, story. Perfect way to start, isn't it? This is a story about a boat. <laughs> this boat.
0: <laughs> it's is brilliant, but it turns out not that boat. But we'll get to that. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> That, was, that um, was a meta thing going on the whole time
0: So yeah I was, I was going to mention uh, Janet and Samuel And there was That bit where uh, Gosh what does his name? Phil Daniels comes in
1: Oh, oh, oh Philly Daniels
0: um, Amazing another fantastic addition to the cast
1: oh, so um, I never had any scenes with him But I did meet him at the read and then again At the screening and I've got to say he's so nice
0: Sounds like you had a really nice time making this.
1: Yeah, you? <laughs> you <know>, I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a nice time. Everyone nice was time. great. <laughs> was an amazing, just a nice time. <laughs> it's
1: so nice.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, he drops the uh, the, uh, the 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 clang of the as an audience member. You go, wait a minute. That Samuel was was fully aware of the boat the entire time. Yes, and he again <laughs> set this whole thing up. And, and in my head, I was like. Oh shit, Samuel was the kind of person that would know about the boat this entire time, and it, it threw me off completely. But I mean, uh, again, that
1: sort of got, that's a kind of intentionality to it because this is um this all ties into the fact that we sort of know that Samuel's gonna survive because he's attending a play of the event. Quite after the fact. Quite, and it's like okay, again, it's uh, this whole sort of arch thing that they're going for. Where it's like this is this is silly. Uh, don't don't worry about him. You know he survives this. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's all going to be fine. They even made a play about it.
0: Yeah, don't worry about the decapitated head right at the start.
1: No, oh, don't worry about that.
0: They're going to resolve that by the end of episode yeah. one. Don't you worry? Yeah, it's fine. It's not even a thing. Don't worry about that song about insomnia. <laughs> Fuck me, man! I was nearly on the floor. It was unbelievably funny. I mean, the, fa- the the fact that it's not only
1: a play about Boat Story, but the fact that it is also a musical. It's a full-on musical about Boat and, Story, and not a good one. <laughs> put one of the best jokes of the thing. I think is the fact that the that, that Phil Daniels is not as good uh, dramaturgy than he, uh, he led us to believe. Quite. in the prison scene?
0: Insomnia, like a child in Bosnia. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> Keep it in. It fucking rhymes. I can't Keep think it of in. <laughs> oh, absolutely magic. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 jumping around because there, there's so much to there's so much to praise and so much to talk about. But, this is um, why we're banking it because we didn't want to forget anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um yeah, I mean Samuel is a, a fascinating character, uh, particularly one that's a little uh, a little broken, a little bereft of um well, money and consciousness. Um he's 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 sort of the one that you're you're not rooting for, but he's kind of there the time to almost because you really want you know, you want Jenny to come through this and you want her to, Janet, sorry, you want um her to survive this and get through it. So you sort of put up with Samuel, but at the same time, Samuel makes some really difficult and dark decisions throughout this entire thing, particularly in
1: episode five. Yeah, I mean, having now sort of taken it in as a whole, I was sort of genuinely fascinated to find myself thinking, even though I obviously wanted him to survive and I didn't want anything bad to happen to him, Samuel is a really unlikable character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he's he's a liar, he's a dickhead, and like you know, he, he got, obviously he has his demons and he's going through his own problems, but like that doesn't excuse some of the stuff that he gets up to. No. And like it's don't know why I was rooting for him, really. Like broad strokes is more as sort of revealed about him. I'm like, you're horrible, like yeah. you're irredeemable. Yeah. Like uh, in, in a show where we have the tailor, I'm I don't like you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like it's locking his family up in a uh, in a cargo van, in the cargo uh, what was it? A um uh, uh, shipping container. The shipping container, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no one does that, Samuel.
1: <laughs> no one does that. But that's the thing. Like again, it's seeded so early on. Like you know, when he's talking about his gambling addiction, and you know, he has his um, flip phone, mm-hmm. and like Janet makes a joke about it, like, ah, oh, why have you got a flip phone? And it's like, so I don't have a twenty four hour casino in my pocket.
2: Yeah. And it's like, oh,
1: wow. Oh, he has some problems. And then episode three, the second he gets hold of money, where does he go to first betting shop? Yeah. And the whole his whole sort of arc, really, you know, the the subtext is made text in a bit of dialogue in episode six just before they split up. But in, in all in all seriousness, his arc is he hasn't learned anything exactly that yeah like dis- despite everything that happened despite all the danger he was in despite all the danger his loved ones were put in all of that he hasn't learned thing one the whole time mm-hmm. and that that's the fact that again it's its incredible really that both through the writing direction and especially what Patterson joseph does with him it's incredible that you're rooting for him yeah i agree like you you want him to come good like you you want an actual redemption arc for him, as opposed to what actually happens, which is sort of nothing. Yeah, he starts with nothing and leaves with nothing. Somehow.
0: Yeah, but well, he gets five hundred quid for the for the play. <laughs> well, well, yeah, done, there man. is
1: that, <laughs> and he don't forget
0: his successful book tour. Oh, indeed, of course. Yeah, who who could forget that?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um it's I want Brad to throw away the is anonymous.
0: I want to talk about your line. um which one? I had so many. No, man. No, I'm not <laughs> just saying you had a line in the whole six episodes. <laughs> but it really,
1: was I was just... more of a mime, uh, to be
0: all told. It was the line that made me DM you as, as it happened. And it's, uh, sometimes when you got to sit with the big boys at the big table, you got to bring your own straw.
2: Yep. And I was like,
0: oh, yes. <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Yeah. In my head, I was picturing a curly straw. Like you know, one of <the> tro- <laughs> just in a flute of champagne. I'm grown up. When you when
0: you get a line or dialogue like that, how much do you do? Do you work on it
1: to make it awesome? Uh, same amount as all of it. I mean, it is you know, I've, I've, I've been at this a long time, Roscoe. I'm very old. Like <laughs> uh, you know, I've, you're not quite, old, man. I'm like eight years older than you. oh uh, Well, I've, I've I've lived a hard life then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been doing this professionally for thirteen years. I've been acting non-professionally for twenty,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with these sorts of things now. The thing is, with that, li- because that line is a bit silly. It's actually one of the lines I was actually more comfortable with,
2: because right, I'm yeah, like, sure. okay, this
1: is this is sheer ham, and I can I can do ham. Like, you know, <laughs> this, yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah. this is this so- is this is something Joe would say in Bad Education. This is fine. Uh,
0: it's just magic. I. I wanted to like just stand up and applaud. It was like that. That's just a magic line.
1: The thing is, you, so, you also don't want to overcook it too much. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to give it sort of a, a an air of gravitas, but also you don't want to go like mad with it because then people will see through it and it'll it'll feel red. It'll feel arch. But then again, I suppose there's no harm in it feeling arch in something like this. Sure, but yeah, you, know, you, you you try and keep it as real as you can. I'm gonna get it on a t shirt. I can't wait. I <laughs> Make sure you check to make sure that's legally fine. <laughs> it was fine, as you put a copyright after it. Be...
0: <laughs> um, I'll I'll cross it over with something else, so it's a um, you know, a tribute more than a.
1: Maybe if you add a early steel, steel onto it, yeah. be... <laughs> that's enough of a enough of trademarkable distance. But it if
0: if anything, it shows where Ben's mentality is at that point. He's so determined, and yeah. he's like a, he's he's. Fearless at that point almost. You know. He's he
1: it's is this is sort of his thing. This is the this is this is the big break. Hmm. This is the thing that's gonna elevate him up the uh, up the promotional ladder, because it's certainly not what he's doing now, which is again, he's competent and fine at it, but like he's never gonna he's never gonna make DI at this rate. So it's right. it's gonna it's gonna take a bit of bit of a bit of a bit of originality, bit of a bit of motion, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why he decides to uh, try and crack the case on his own. Which uh, I mean, inevitably, that was going to go fine. I, I don't know why that would ever be a problem. No, nah, no, nah, nah, everything's all right. Success, really, more than anything, I think
0: is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, he, you know, he
1: wins a medal. I think
0: the Ben story. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's just like what I love about I love about Ben is that he's just sitting there, in the um, in. The Chinese and um, the staff are going. Make the hours, uh, the hours up. Can you, uh, you got to pay full price. And he's like, "I'm a copper. <laughs> you can't say that to me. I'm on a case. I'm
1: on a yeah. case." No, it's that like, was some it's really running some, out now. That was some fun days in the Shanghai Emperor. I can imagine. Was that That's set or was it a? That actual... is a, a, a functional Chinese restaurant exactly. uh, that had been had uh, been renamed uh, for the purposes of this. In fact. Uh, Okay. I'll do two two parts of this story because I enjoy both. Less- the first one was even though we were in there like quite early in the morning and we we're planning to be there all day uh for the shooting, uh the owners, the lovely, lovely owners, uh made up an actual full Chinese buffet. They were up at like three in the morning. Wow. Uh, making the Chinese So we could have like the real the real deal and like, you know, so it would look away. So in terms of catering for the day, that was that was really chill yeah can imagine I can we're all imagine just, uh, eating delicious Chinese <laughs> food <laughs> all on Auntie Beeb's and Amazon freebies dime. Uh, don't, <laughs> thank don't, you don't Jeff. Tell them. <laughs> thank you thank you daddy Jeff. um the second thing is that this um Chinese restaurant was in a place not far from where a good university friend of mine uh grew up. love it uh, so it's a tiny um sort of satellite village uh outside of uh York. Uh, which delights in the name Upper Poppleton, ah, oh. oh, not to be gorgeous. confused with its southern neighbour, Nether Poppleton. Oh, it's even better. Upper and Nether Poppleton. That's that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So when I when I when I saw the when I got the side street for that morning and saw where the Chinese restaurant was, and I saw it was in Upper Poppleton, I was like, "Vain!" <laughs> Straight <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> You, do you know this place? And he was like, "Oh yeah, I've been mean, there are lots of times." What are they called it now? Shang Emperor. Oh, you bad gum. Brilliant! Shout out to Fiend.
0: Shout out to Fiend. Thanks for listening to the podcast, man. Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate
0: yeah, it. Honest. Leave us a leave us a review on our iTunes. That'd be great. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to do that. <laughs> if you like us, do five stars. If you don't like us, do five stars. What does it matter to you? Okay, yeah. does it really matter to you? It it
1: just do do five stars and leave. How about that?
0: Yeah. It matters to me, so thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, five stars. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's this. There's there's Ben and there's Janet who, throughout the whole thing, you are rooting for because, of course, in episode one, she doesn't have the best of times. Um, I mean, no one does in episode one. Let's be fair. Um, no one has a great day in episode one.
1: No, it's pretty pretty bad day all round. Yeah, for all most around. people.
0: All round. But you know. Um, Dan, the fairground scene was particularly, uh, particularly brutal um, yeah.
1: and the I introduction love... of, a, of a her ex-partner yeah who's yeah. just a just a knobber of the highest calendar but you had a scene with him in episode 5 I certainly did, uh, a scene that I won't lie I didn't have many memories of shooting but I think that's because I was tired
0: right, because I sent you a line from it and you were like please tell me that wasn't my powers in Joseph and
1: uh, <laughs> I'm afraid it was yeah, <laughs> another correcting uh, bedline. You people need to remember, right? You, you people, you need, you need to remember, right? I shot this nearly a year ago. I've done so little since then. <laughs> <laughs> All memorable, but not much.
0: Sure, sure. Um, what was it bold, nice smile, um, non-white. A poor, uh,
1: non white, well dressed, bald, and not white? <laughs> That's
0: the point, which you is, said. you
1: know, there's, I like, it's a description of Patterson Joseph. I wouldn't say I would use it personally, but you know, mm. if you are trying to pick him out of a lineup, I guess.
0: Ben's afraid to, to say just black.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a whole conversation that he has with his um, with his mother over the telephone in the Chinese, where she like wants him home because it's Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we don't celebrate Martin Luther King Day. We're not black for a start. <laughs> it's sort of like that kind of. Uh, that, that, that I'm about to use a phrase that I really don't mean and I don't want this to be construed the, the wrong way, but sort of like that that kind of small town homesy folksy racism that you get.
2: Mm. Right.
1: <laughs> it's it's harmless if it stays in the house, right? <laughs> but you know, it's sort of I mean it, and again it sort of ties into sort of the whole the sort of the piece as a whole, really. Cause it's the it's the invasion of like both urban and foreign uh, people into a small, predominantly white working class environment.
2: Mm.
1: You know, even even just even just taking Samuel on his own, like you know, he was before all his gambling addictions caught up with him. He was a big city lawyer, and not only that, a big city lawyer of color. So that's quite a culture shock to the the people of Applebury, uh, where famously, right. as Janet says, nothing ever happens. <laughs> And then on top of that, you've got an, like an international drug smuggling operation coming in, and you're like this in this little town, mm. and it's it's all. I think you know maybe I'm reading too much into it, but one of one of perhaps a hidden theme of the whole thing is sort of like the, the invasion of sort of like a kind of globalized, uh, both legal and criminal economy, sort of descending on a very small parochial working class town. Magic man, maybe maybe makes, makes want to watch it again. And BBC
0: player. <laughs> should, should we record a commentary right now? <laughs>
2: Settle
1: down. <laughs> this is gonna be Finger Gun's longest pod.
0: Oh man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We, we need to we need to break the record. Currently, the break, the record is four and a half hours for uh, yeah. our our Lincoln Park episode
1: that me and Miles did. Um, Miles always seems to be involved with the long ones, doesn't he? He loves it. He loves it. He loves he it. Talks he, a lot, doesn't he, Miles? It's because he doesn't have any social media.
0: He said that he wants to, you know, I, th- I, th- I think he loves being a podcaster, and so <laughs> he wants to just do it full time. And I mean, why not? <laughs> if I could get, if I could get paid for this, I would, I would do this full time. But there, uh, there you go. I don't. <laughs> Thank for the advertising revenue thing Sorry. on Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. No, That's it's, not fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, all my dreams are crushed, so i just do it for free now. But it's fine.
1: Sick. <laughs> I love that for you.
0: <laughs> like I said, I will get you any coffee you like on a Doctor Who set. <laughs> That's all I want. In- and <laughs> I, I don't want much.
1: Anyway. I wish I was in charge of employment.
0: <clears throat> yeah, me too.
1: The amount of people, like, not even like acting jobs, but like, they're saying, I'll just be a runner and I'm like, I'm just- I've am already got one. Like, I- I'm not in charge of that. i just turn <laughs> up.
0: Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't need to pay me. You don't have to give me anything. I just want to be there.
1: Oh, value yourself, Ross. We're not gonna no. have you we're not gonna have you on there for free. Come now. No.
0: All right, give me a oh,
1: in the words of Rage Against the Machine, come with it now.
0: All right, just give me a high five every now and then. Just acknowledge yeah. my existence, all right? <laughs> and that's fine. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, that's me. That's what the high polluting act does. Hey.
0: <laughs> high five. You that's the same as getting paid, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Feels good, man. Feels good. I'll see you in Cardiff. Let's go. Actually, it's kind of funny when you uh I, I can't remember what it was we were talking about when we were DMing about this. Uh, but you asked me if I knew something or if Joanna had known something. And I was like, they don't... You realise like us actors are kept very much out of the fray when it comes to like yeah. logistical details.
0: Oh yeah, I should say, um, obviously this is a sport is special, so you've already seen Boat Story, but if if you want to pass it on to friends and they've all got FOMO that they can't see it because they've decided to go against the man and not get a TV licence, um, you will soon be able to watch it on Amazon
2: Freezy.
1: Yes, uh, I, I'm not sure what the arrangement with this is. It's all a bit strange because it's one of those co-financing arrangements. So like for, for UK watchers, it's it's all BBC all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I think for our, our overseas friends, uh, it will be dropping on Freebie at some point. I think I saw somewhere that it's coming out in Australia on Freebie quite soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the internet helpfully tells me that it will be out in the States. I'm <laughs> oh, no, sorry, just give me a... Uh got get what I've written down here. At a later date. I love so that. nice and uh nice nice and firm the timing arrangements there. That's fine. I'm happy
0: with that. That's all I need right now. Cause uh yeah, um Josh on the pod is uh is
1: a, a wanting watcher of this, but he, he uh refuses to pay for a TV. That's, that's fine. fine. I mean he doesn't stealing. watch TV. I get that's it. that's fine. I mean he's only stealing food out of my children's mouth, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you can men- you can mention that on Monday. <laughs> I will. Although, if you're listening to this when this comes out, this will be several Mondays ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Monday. Let's see the twenty seventh. Um, it it will be. Um, so and go back to that, that one. Late
1: that night or early Tuesday morning.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Depending, depending on
1: how chat happy we get.
0: Yeah, depending on how much work I have to do the next day.
1: Yeah, because as, as always, you'll go in. Quickly remove anything that's libelous and then put the whole thing out. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty
0: much. That's maybe pretty leave much my the libelous
1: life. stuff in. Why not?
0: That's pretty much my life. I mean, I don't want to ruin your career. That's that's the but last no. thing I want to do. I was going to say something horrible about Chris Scully, and I was like, "Oh God, you can't say anything horrible about Chris Scully." That's the problem. No, nah, he's he's a good boy. He's a good boy.
1: The problem about Scully
0: is like, well, nope, I got nothing. <laughs> he's just an he's... angel.
1: Oh, we've got literally whenever I'm on rival podcast, VGC podcast never, never. On one all we've got is that he's old that's about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around he's been around the block he's been, he's been around, around the block. anyway, back to Boat story back, sorry sorry yeah, we were talking about the TV show we were you know, that we talking about a TV pretending show to plug that you're that you're currently in um available on BBC on BBC iPlayer.
1: yes, um, I suppose at this don't... point it would just be BBC iPlayer, wouldn't it because it would gone out on terrestrial linear uh yeah, is it where are we Friday? Sunday is episode three and four? All right. Yes, yeah, so Sunday, Monday, three and four, then following Sunday, Monday, five and six, and then we and then we're gonna put it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is not information that you need to know because obviously this pod comes out way after. But yeah.
1: um they, they might be interested in pod logistics. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: who knows? Who knows? Um I'm, I'm happy we are recording this now because it is all somewhat fresh in the mind.
1: It was only um, after I watched it, uh, the whole the whole thing, like uh, a couple of days after you'd finished it, where I was sort mm-hmm. of like, "Oh, there's a lot, isn't there? We we we're going to have to do <laughs> this soon because otherwise we're going to forget some key details."
0: Yeah, and I think by by the end, I'll my mind will be so full of Doctor Who stuff that I think it might have been kicked out a little. Yeah, so, um, I mean,
1: yes, that's more than fair. I mean, <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, anyway, what was I going to say? Uh, what's on my list? Ah, yes, the um the movie, the Taylor's um childhood.
1: Ah, Les Enfants.
0: Um, beautiful stuff. Um, I'm assuming that is Joanna Scanlon, isn't it, playing?
1: Yeah, yeah, in a nice, clever bit yeah. of dual casting there.
0: That is a... Um, yeah, I, I thought it was... I didn't know. Um, the movie thing was a uh, a nice surprise, nice little twist at the end, something I didn't see coming.
1: Well, it was for me too, because um, initially when we were shooting that first block uh, in 2022... Um, uh, episodes five and six were still sort of existing in kind of a state of flux, and so like we had, I had like a partial script uh, that was in need of completion. Uh, but at that point, the whole subplot with the film didn't exist. And no. then subsequently, when it received um, some heavy rewriting over the Christmas period, and then I got my uh, my sides back, uh, sort of sort of early January, ready to start shooting again. Um, for reasons that uh, will become clear when we talk about it later, uh, I didn't receive episode six. Oh. and uh, <laughs> um, So when I watched it, that was the first time I'd had any exposure to it at all. I had no idea where any of this was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was in that subplot was interesting because it's, it then had to sort of be folded into block two, which is the second one that we shot between um, sort of January, February, and then the rest of it was sort of February, March. Uh, but that then had to be folded in so we had that, that grand reveal at the end where, I mean, it was it was very cleverly played. yeah. Because again, even someone who had read <laughs> Episodes 1 through 5 I had assumed that that was him, like he was a child actor or something mm-hmm. different had happened or something like that. The fact that it was revealed that he had modelled his entire life on a film that he watched while his father was brutally murdering his mother with a noose was uh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's that's one way to resolve that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's both story; it might as well happen.
1: But it, it kept it really kept me guessing, and like, you yeah. know it's, there's something to be said for that. Like I say, as someone who like you know a fairly intense read of episode one through five, and I had no idea what was going on yeah. right up so, until the very very end.
0: So going into you watching ep six, you had no idea you didn't, you didn't know the ending or anything.
1: No, the only scene that I knew would be in there would be a pan across my. Uh, ruined body.
0: Ah, yes. Spoilers, everyone. In this, that's, be-
1: that's only because I, I, <laughs> he's about to use the parlance of filmmaking, but also it actually applies to what happens in the thing because I had already shot that scene.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, let's, get into, let's shot, get into it. Let's get into it. Shot, you see,
0: <laughs> we're here now. We're here now, episode five. Ben is this close. He's going to blow the whole thing wide open. And I'm rooting for him. I mean, come on, Ben, you can fucking do this. man. You can do this. Forgetting, of course, that Craig Fairbrass is in this caravan with a shotgun at this point.
1: From my perspective, um, Ross was sort of sending me occasional DMs uh, throughout (laughs) just to sort of, um, you know, keep me on the loop, see what was happening. Uh, And I believe this point was, uh, I love that he's out on his own tirade. Go, Ben, go, Ben. Then there was a pause of about twenty minutes, and then I just get this message: "No." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh no, what happened?"
0: <laughs> I I'll be honest, it was the first time I've ever been able to watch something on TV and DM one of the actors in it at the same time. That was a fun <laughs> experience.
1: <laughs> That's gonna be a bit weird, actually. Now that I'm thinking
0: about that. It. it is. This this is not something I you know you ever would do, but it was just, it was nice to be able to. To be afforded that opportunity, so thank you for indulging me that
1: <laughs> hey, no problem
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh Craig Verbrass has uh Janet's son um for reasons that will come clear a little bit later um Ben is obviously a little a little head up he's ready to go he's he's, he's gonna take him on and then well, very very quickly, it all goes somewhat south um yeah, I will say um ethan um i know you're not one for spoilers and compliments but this is i think the best scene i've ever seen you in um i thought you yeah, uh, I you be, and craig were absolutely superb
1: but for all of that again anyone who knows me and knows what i'm like uh i, I never would say this about any of my own work that's definitely the best scene i've ever done I, I remember I did some uh, ADR for it, which is um, for for those who don't know, that's when we we go in and uh, dub over uh, some of the sound if there's been an issue or anything like that if we need to add anything. And um, so I did ADR for this scene, and we watched it all the way through to start with. And I, I had to have a sit down. It's so intense, and like, I can't take I can't take even half the credit for that. I mean, so much of it is Craig. He is extraordinary in this scene. <laughs> Uh, because I mean, we spoke about this on the DM as well, but like the scene in episode three where we meet on the bench, I uh, yeah, no idea crazy. who the other is. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny enough, that was my audition scene.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. That
1: was great. My, my, my initial self tape it was uh, me and my uh, my, my lovely mum playing Craig Fairbrass uh, behind the camera. Oh, do you want scan Cool, you got her for That's the right, audition. Yeah, tape. yeah, I cool. yeah, yeah, got her in, uh, <laughs> hired her in. Uh, but you know, in that scene they 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 bond uh with the dramatic irony being that we know who who uh, Craig's character Guy is, and we also know that Ben is very close to the person who will unravel the whole thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have that scene, and then it is the second time they meet each other, is this scene where it's perfectly mirrored. Yeah. Uh, where everything that Ben had taught Guy has become corrupted. It's turned to ash in in his mouth uh because you know initially he's he's trying to he, he was trying to teach him to take life maybe a little less seriously mm-hmm. and he does that to an extent like you know he 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 takes on the uh the five bends point system and, <laughs> and renames that the uh, uh the five guys uh, which is <laughs> that's a reference. Lovely. um it's a restaurant it's a restaurant uh Store. but obviously we can't say that on the bbc mm-hmm. but you know what we were talking about uh <laughs> So then there's that and the fact that he then attempts to try and take pottery back up again, uh, which is sort of his one big obsession, because, uh, you know, we're always waiting for stuff and everything like that. And then it all comes to a head. And like I said, it all turns out his mouth. He's been pulled back into this. He hasn't been able to fulfill his dream. And all the levity and all of the ways he was thinking of trying to break the cycle of violence that he's in have gone. And the only way that this scene ends is by shooting the guy who tried to teach him that. Yeah. and the way Craig plays it is so perfect. I mean, as I said earlier, when we were talking, like when you're in a scene with someone who is good, you feel it. And you're like, you feel that sort of crackle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I felt that then because I was, obviously I, I was eye to eye with him the whole time where he's holding a shotgun up to me. Like, to be honest with you, when Craig Fairbrass is holding a gun and pointing at it, you don't have to pretend to be scared. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of, I, Yeah. I get that. Yeah. You sort of, that sort of takes away one layer of acting that you need to think about <laughs> um, but I was looking in his eyes and you can see it clear as day in the um in the in the actual show his eyes were were, were glistening like they were they were moist like he was you mm-hmm. know on the verge of tears yeah and it's like it's so powerful this scene it's it's you know i I know you said it and I'm, I'm really trying not to i hope it doesn't come off as arrogant I really hope not but like it that's definitely the best thing I've ever done, like I hands know. down. I don't think I'm. I I doubt I'll top that soon.
0: I just it was that it was that face of regret that Fairbrass does. I think, like he doesn't really he doesn't want to do what he has to do. No, because could because you bonded so well on that bench that time.
1: And when he says the line, for what it's worth, I'm really sorry. and all. Yeah. I believed him. Yeah, me too. I believed he was sorry. I believed yeah. he didn't want to do this.
0: Yeah. And he was he was another character like
1: Samuel in a way that you shouldn't be rooting for. No, but you get invested in his arc. Like yeah. ag- again, what's sort of interesting as a sort of kind of sort of meta parallel is that like both with Craig Fairbrass the man and Guy the character, you get the impression that there's far more to them that you've been led to believe. Mm-hmm. So again, like you know with with, with with Craig, he's he's toiled away in those in those minds you know e- eking out a career doing doing the tough guy thing, but as we've seen from this, and as was always evident he he can go, the boy can go, yeah, and with guy, like you know it would have been so easy for him to have just been henchman number one, you know, a lesser writer would have had, oh, he's just a muscle guy, like you know we get him in, he fires a gun, bang, 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 he does a torture scene, shoots someone in the leg ah but instead we we watch him and like there is there is a genuine arc there Mm -hmm. where like he seems tired right like you know really tired of all this Mm. but he's become so detached from ordinary reality that this is just normal to him now yeah the whole sequence with the part well actually oh my god it's not only that but the scene where he reveals to um samuel first that he's like you know his granddad loved pottery, he had this vase, he went to go mm. and learn pottery, but he felt like an idiot going in there, so he didn't. And that's his biggest regret. Yeah. And then he does it and he shit at it.
0: It's heartbreaking.
1: And that's 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 what turns him, where it's like, mm. oh, I thought I thought this would be the thing that would fix me. And it mm. didn't. And now no one's fixed, and now Bentu has to die.
0: Yeah. From your perspective, I mean he says, you know, for what it's worth. I'm sorry. And it's like, then your line, I think, was something like, then just don't do it. Or
1: yeah, something. Then, then and don't.
0: That was beautiful. I was like, and also as an audience would be like, don't do it. Just let him yeah. go. He's he's, he's
1: right. <laughs> he's
0: right, you know? Leave it leave him alone. Ergo. I'm very glad I didn't have to see Ben get shot.
1: Yeah, That's it's a very, a very tasteful cut.
0: Yeah. Um, how many how many um how many goes of that did you have? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Oh, we had a fair few because uh, we had quite a few setups. Um, this is actually would be a very good time to talk about um, both uh, our directors and our directors of photography. Please. Uh, so this was um, this was shot in three blocks. Uh, so block one, li- literally, it applies to two episodes, to episode pairings. So block one was episode one and two, two, three and four, and three, five and six. Uh, each of them had different directors. Uh, block one and two, block one and three sorry, shared a director of photography, uh, Arnie Philipson, a stoic Icelander, uh, who rarely said anything. Uh, but when he did say something, it was worth listening to. Sure. Uh, he had this thing normally, like, you know, when, when cameras are setting up, like, they'll frame up and then it'll be something like, yeah, we're ready to go, or whatever it is. He would just utter one syllable that I discovered is sort of general Nordic for yes or okay. Like he'd he direct his crew in near silence, and then they'd they'd all be ready, cameras to go up. He'd focus in, and then we'd just hear tug, and that would be we're ready to go. All right. So he's very good. <laughs> so um yeah so that's that sort of explains sort of the structure of it. So for block one, um the two brothers directed with Arnie uh, DiPain. Uh for block two we had Alice Trouton, uh, who we mentioned before. Uh, and uh, Anna, her DOP, And then for block three, we had Daniel Nethium uh, directing, lovely New Zealand guy. And uh, Arnie was back uh, behind the camera. Uh, so this obviously being five, this was uh, a Daniel and uh, an Arnie joint. And uh, Arnie, he's, he's one of those that is, he's one of those DIPs that I think is very aware that he wants to produce as much coverage as possible. So when it gets to the edit, they've got options. mm uh, so that's a long way round way of saying, in answer to your question, we did quite a few, but that's only because we had multiple setups going. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the the sort of the, the quote unquote money shots, uh, which are those those tight singles that we did one on Craig and one on me. Um, we were given an opportunity to do three or four of those, uh, I think, just because we were we were running the whole scene in one, uh, no breaks, and it's 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 an intense scene. It's it's hard to maintain that level of sort of emotional intensity across one take. You hark at me making it sound like oh acting is really difficult.
0: No, but, but I, see it, what it, I mean, I was I was going to ask because you know you've got that you've got that personal sadness um, that you're portraying via Ben, um,
1: and yeah, that can't be easy to keep up. It's it's a difficult place you have to go to. I mean, you got to bear in mind like I haven't. I haven't done proper dramatic tech acting since like my amateur days. But, you know, vast bulk of what I've done has been comedy. And even then, like in moments of pathos, I'm still like, there's still jokes and stuff. There's mm. like, there's still handholds that I can, I can reach onto. But I was really out on a limb on this. And uh, I, you know, I, I pulled on all of the, all of those old muscles that sort of atrophied through underuse, <laughs> And I was able to find it, but I, I won't lie. After shooting that scene, I was exhausted. Like I was, mm. I was spent both emotionally and physically. Like you know, I mm. I got back to the hotel after that, and I was just like, I I know I'm in early again tomorrow, but I need a drink. Like I said, I, I, I just, I just, I need to somehow decompress from all that because mm-hmm. uh, it is, it is tough. Like being that heightened, like it's, it's just sort of difficult to describe. Maybe a good way of describing it, if anyone is a driver, right? You know how if the weather's bad and you're driving, like if there's heavy rain or snow and everything, you always feel more tired when you get home because you've been concentrating. And like your body's been tensed up because you've been concentrating, your eyes are flicking around, and you always feel more tired. It was a bit like that. I really felt like I had to work for that scene to work. Mm -hmm. I had to really dig deep and like convince not only myself, but everyone in the room that like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so easy with comedy when you can just be like, you know, you do the jokes and then, bit, but well, hey, you know, let's, let's, hey, let's all have cake. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but there's no there's no <laughs> do, 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 do at the end of that scene. It's, certainly
0: not, certainly not. It's a
1: hanging cadence and then a shotgun blast, that's all.
0: So it's like, um, if we're going to relate it to our audience, it's like taking on the rat king on the lower level of the hospital in The Last of Us Part II.
1: It's exactly like that. It's
0: focus, it's long, it takes ages. But when it's done, you are like,
2: yeah, and that's it.
1: I mean, like you know, I think it <laughs> was it was it was a tough scene for everyone because, mm. like you know, obviously as 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 crew, like you know, obviously they they distance themselves from sort of you know what's going on because it's just another day to them. But also, we are actors, so we are sort of showing off a bit. And so, like you what? know, when, when when something good happens, you do sort of want crew approval. <laughs> You quickly run over to the sound guy. You got everything, didn't you? That was good, right? Yeah, that was really... Yeah, 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 yeah. What do
0: you think? I want to know what you <laughs> think. Was Man, that... I'm, just, I'm just holding the boom, mate. I'm just holding the boom. <laughs>
1: was it good acting, though? Yeah. <laughs> what have you seen before? Compare it to that. <laughs> but yeah, it was It was a real reward being able to do that. I'm, uh, I imagine. Especially because, like, you know, when receiving the scripts for the first time, i I didn't know that they were gonna
0: die. Is this your first on screen death?
1: Yes, I believe so well eh. i i I've died on screen in horrible histories, but it depends how much I well. want that to count. Um,
0: <laughs> do you compare the two in terms of emotional emotional impact on you well
1: yeah i mean i'll I'll be honest with you, sort of like going, oh I die eh, on the horrible histories is mm-hmm. is a lot easier to do. <laughs> You Yeah, know, at least from a sort of comedy perspective, you're not required to sort of go to some really dark place.
0: Of course,
1: and uh, yeah, course. You, you know me, Ross. I'm I'm not one for the method. Um, I'm no. not I'm not a method actor. I don't I don't find that sort of stuff interesting. Actually, I find it I find it increasingly suspicious because <laughs> I sort of think to myself, "Oh well, you know, you're not being paid to be though, are you? You're being paid to mm. to act, so maybe learn how to do that." But um, <laughs> oh, so shots fired. But um, I did, you know, I I, I did. It's, it's hard to sort of find that level of emotion. Mm-hmm. It, it helped that, like I said, like, you know, when, <laughs> when I know it's not up, like loaded or anything, but like having a pretty decent replica gun pointed at you does raise the blood pressure a bit. Sure. And he's got to sort of lean on that. Yeah. Sorry, I was rambling. This no, is no, very, no, this, no, I love it. This scene is very important to me. I think that's, that's 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 the takeaway from this. Like if if nothing else watch that scene and then tell me how tell me how you thought it went because I thought it was good.
0: Well no it was it was it, it, it was astonishing. Um how do you know when it's done? When a director says, "Okay, we've got it, let's move on." Are you happy in that moment or would you want to do more? Do you think that you could have in your own mind added something more
1: to it? Um good question. Um so for, for the longest time, like I was never satisfied with anything that I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you know, that's that's just a that's just a natural case, I think. I think you'll find if you speak to actors, that's a sort of universal trait that we have. <laughs> self deprecation. Uh but um I've I've never really been happy with anything. And like, you know, when I see it out, I'm always looking at it going, Oh, why did you do that, you numpty? Like, what's <laughs> what's that? What what why did you move your hand in that way? Are you insane? Why did you deliver that line like that? Why? That's not human. No one does that. But um, what I found recently, I think, Horrible Histories is actually very useful for this as well, because uh, Horrible Histories is so like hard and fast, and like you don't, you don't have time. Like you know, even if you wanted an additional take, they're like, no, this we have to move on. And so I learned while doing that to sort of, and I think I did a tweet thread about this last year as well. I sort of learned to kind of trust the process more. Like, you know, mm-hmm. allow myself to sort of step back and go, look, if the director says he's happy and the producers are saying they're happy, it's fine. Gotcha. It, it doesn't matter what you think. Mm-hmm. They're happy. They're the ones that are going to have to go and sit in the edit and try and make this shit work. So if they think they've got what they needed, you should be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And that certainly is It's a much healthier way of conducting business, I found. i'm sort of less up in in my head at uh, all these things because like you know when inevitably they go yep i think we got it i think we're ready to move on i'm like great yeah sure if you're happy i'm happy let's let's go boss and it feels weird now to sort of say that it took me nearly 10 years to work out how to trust my co-workers but like
0: (laughs) hey man it's a dirty industry
2: you know
1: yeah
0: (laughs) you got to do what you got to do to keep yourself alive I've seen that in films before. I'm assuming that's why, because that's how I just talk to each other. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, all the time. We're all, yeah. we're all got cod action hero accents,
0: <laughs> cigars just all over the. Yeah. Oh man, that's all the money it's... went
1: on all the cigars. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought
0: there's no budget in there. So just filming on a beach.
1: Come uh, on. No, no. It's a, no, no cigar made it on scene. Like mm. so, there was no. <laughs> none of the actual money we put into it. None of that was seen on screen.
0: This might be a really stupid question, but please indulge me. Let's um, that, that see. This is the last question about that scene. But there's, there's obviously um, two shots of you and Craig. And then there's, there's the one shot. Is it filmed in the, the van? Because it looked terribly cramped if it did. It was shot in the van. So how many crew were actually in there with you at that point?
1: Uh, so... Um, I'm going to try and remember this now. Uh, so bear in mind like we had the opportunity to like pull bits of furniture out if we needed to. Sure. So like, you know, we can we can sort of you can sort of hide these things and dodge them around a little bit. Mm. Uh in the main, uh, we had two camera operators uh who would be, you know, standing right in there. Obviously it can it can vary, but in this case we had two. Uh and uh my, boom mic operators standing sort of back in sort of like the kitchenette area. Right. Uh with the booms traveling over that way. Uh, and Media Village at that point, which is where all the, the monitors and things where everyone else lives, uh, that was sort of crammed into the bedroom area at the back. Right. Uh, so physic physically in the room, if you're counting without an adjoining door, there were four crew and two actors. Okay. And then there was uh, director, um, f- uh, two focus pullers and the script supervisor in the bedroom. And then everyone else was outside or in the barn around the corner. Right. Okay. Okay. Because again, so, like when you have these facings, you can sort of try to minimize as much as you can because yeah. obviously the more cramped it gets, the more difficult it gets because then you've got to step over people.
0: Of course. Of course. I was just, yeah, I was, it was, I want to, because I, did, I I watched it again. I watched that whole episode again before this because I'm a pro of <laughs> what I do. And yeah, obviously I was. I was not as in the scene as I was because I'd already seen it. And so I was like, I was, I was thinking of the technical aspects of it and um, yeah, I, I just imagined sort of like cameras. just like, and <laughs> <laughs> it
1: wasn't very tight. It was in yeah. very tight indeed. <laughs> you need to see every, every tear rolling down my fat face,
0: man. It was magic. Magic. You brought tears to my eyes. Anyway, I believe uh, it there. We'll move we, on. We, we
1: try. We try. Um, Good scene. I'm happy with it. That's got that. I'll tell you something for nothing. That's going in the show reel. That one. I did better. Do I bloody better. Do <laughs> I need to update my showreel
0: Another scene that should be in the show reel, which I do want to talk about, is um, your mum. By the way, your mum and the tailor getting it on in the back of your car. Yeah. Um, we talked about this very briefly, but on the other flip side, that looked like a very fun day at the office.
1: Uh, there can be. I mean, the, the car scenes can be can vary in how fun they are because if you're out on the actual road, are you are, ten- you
0: are you driving or are you getting pulled?
1: Uh, in the, in this one, this was uh, this is actually in studio with green screen,
2: hmm.
1: mm-hmm. and I, I tell you what, green screen's gotten a lot better since the days of like old Hollywood or even the eighties when it's just sort of like a man running past with like a bit of set.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> to make it
1: look like they were going. <laughs> uh, no, these days it's almost like a. It's like when <laughs> actually, yeah, it's like when you go to the um, when you go down the arcades, and they've got those kind of roller coaster simulators. Mm-hmm. You know, that you go in, they've got the big screen and like you, they've got little curtains that pull down and everything like that. It was like that, like we were being projected a scene of like this little dirt track that we were driving down, which you can see wow. if you look out the window during that. And I'm like matching the movements with the, with the I had no idea. I had no idea at all. Can't see the joints. Great, isn't that's it? Brilliant. Re- I love ruining television for everyone.
0: I love it. No, that, that, that's really interesting because I had no idea. I I, I, I just assumed you were, you were out there.
1: Uh, all other driving was done by me. Uh, so like everything in episode one that was I was actual Ethan Lawrence driving an actual Peugeot wow. and uh if you i tell you what if you ever see me out and you buy me a drink I'll tell you where the button is to turn on the siren be oh, so cool <laughs>
2: um so but cool. yeah so
1: so this one uh this was this was episode four so yeah this was, this was this was with Alice uh in um uh the studios in Leeds I can't remember the name of the studios it just escaped me I'll, I'll google it in a second just to remind myself uh but um Predominantly shooting in Leeds. So this was um, the sort of studio space that we had, like a big old big old proper warehouse style studio
2: mm-hmm.
1: where we had the police car in and then like green screens all around it. Uh, so that one was less, is less intensive than actually doing a scene while you're driving because really you just, you just, yeah. <laughs> just pretending to, <laughs> to, so you can focus on what's going on. Uh, and in this case, very funny thing. Like, you know, it's always, you know, back even in when we were doing Bad Education in the movie, it was always fun to sort of do comic uh Bantonage with uh with Joe, uh, but the addition of Chucky Cairo, uh, who, from my view, he has he has two lines that made me laugh out loud. Uh, one of them is in this scene, and another one of them is in episode two, which we'll get to in a sec. But in this scene, it's where I'm asking him his name, and uh, is um, what do, you, what do you call yourself then, the Taylor, uh, Mr. Taylor? Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. What can I call you then? And then there's a brief pause. Uh, you can call me Dad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> ah,
1: ah great. <gross. laughs> uh, and just for the record, the other one was in episode two when he meets uh, uh Joe Scullen for the first time, and she goes, "Um, I made banana bread," and he goes, "Okay." I just, I just think that read is perfect. Yeah, it's a fair response, I think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm no one asked. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that scene was fun. Um again, it's a static car, like you know, there's some people with ropes pulling it to make it look like we're moving. Mm-hmm. And um, when you
0: do the um the 10 too because I've seen a lot of actors discuss how if if that realistically that would have you swerving all over the road.
1: Oh yeah, that, you don't need to much. so you're just kind of static or not to brag, but I was a professional driver for a year. I mean, it was like pizza delivery, but it still counts, right? Mm-hmm. And where I live, uh, there's lots of, um, I live out in the, out in the boonies out in Essex. Uh, so there's loads of country roads, very similar, fortunately for me, to that dirt track we were driving down. Well, there you go. And so I, trust me, trust me, if there's one thing I know, it's how much turn you need to give on a steering wheel to go around a slightly oblique corner. <laughs> That's one of the many different acting that I do. A slightly
0: oblique corner.
1: <laughs> well, you know, people say, oh, you know, it must be easy acting. I'm like, well, you don't, if you if you don't know what you're doing, you won't pick up on stuff like that.
0: Right. That's also going on a t-shirt. <laughs> a slightly oblique corner.
1: But yeah, I mean, as, as you say, like, I mean, obviously this is an audio medium, but like, we're turning, if, if you're turning the, the steering wheel, like, it's yeah.
2: like, whoa!
1: <laughs> Go around the corner, it's just going to look silly.
0: Yeah. You see it in a lot of um, shows and all these people should be dead. They should be in
1: like 10 car <laughs> oh, pile-ups. You're you're in a wall. You're absolutely yeah. in a wall for this.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, that's a that that's a great scene. Another one that I had to uh I had to pick up on you. Like this is just this is just glorious.
1: I and love of course... a... <laughs> oh, go on, oh. sorry.
0: Um of course I'd forgotten that you were kind of appearing in that scene because um they had called you, haven't they, um before shenanigans ensued in the uh in the pub yes it was, yeah it was a nice so uh, i was like oh yeah there's been yeah good they, they
1: set that up uh, yeah. <laughs> a chekhov's gun of sorts very nice but i turn up with my hands on my hips all indignant <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that scene also the car scene sort of features one of my favorite things uh which is a reverse shot of an actor looking into the rearview mirror to talk to someone in the back of the car yeah what a nice touch i love those shots they're my favorite kind of shot <laughs> Because it's one of those things where it's sort of like, I bet that was really easy to shoot. And it's like, do you know how hard it is not to get a cameraman to appear in like a reflective surface?
0: Well, yeah. It's really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can
0: imagine.
1: Wow. So you got to turn it to make sure that like with the eye line is right, but also you can't see a, a big fuck off camera being wielded by an Icelandic man.
0: For uh, what, seconds of uh, seconds of footage?
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's all inches. This like, yeah. we never do. We never do anything by miles. Oh, it's uh, uh, both the it. both the amount of distance and also your podcast guys. In... All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> we never do anything by miles. Hey, yeah, yeah. That took Heavens, way too long. So the, gear, the gears turning on that. <laughs> I'm
0: going to cut that as well. That was that was uh... a. <laughs> That was my bad on that one. No,
1: you can you can leave the silence in. That's...
0: <laughs> so, um, overall, where are we? We're nearly at an hour and a half.
1: God, I could talk to you for days, Ross. You know
0: that. Oh, man. but what, what a treat. Um, I mean, there's... I don't know. Might have to do a sequel. Might have to do a, a part two. There's still loads <laughs> yeah. we haven't talked about. Um, like um, the Toy Frog. The kind of significance of that.
1: Yeah, sort of a bit of a bit of a, an early doors metaphor.
0: Yeah, um, that was a, a lovely moment. Um, your, I think, just your general relationship with um, Joanna. I know you said that you, you obviously worked together before, but it, it was your chemistry is so natural. Um, you, you look like total BFFs off screen. I
1: mean, yeah. I, I know we we sort of joked about it earlier, but I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they'd seen at least a clip or two. Mm. From Bad Education, the movie, and, and so on because it, it, it does happen sometimes. Like you know, you have kind of a, and this is this is one of those things that are you know not not to get into the broader topic of AI, right? But like this is one of those things that is absolutely not replicable by a computer or a technology, and that's just raw chemistry. Yeah, like you can never know when it's going to happen. You can have like the two best people in the room, but they might not gel. Good example of this. Actually, we spoke about this when we did our first spoiler cast for Afterlife, uh, with myself and David L. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. t- two two characters that didn't really have anything to do with each other in series two, but I, when they actually started speaking, we sort of worked on it. It was something like, okay, well, this is where the relationship needs to be for series three, and I think it's similar with Joe. I think we've we've got a we've got a good working relationship as mother and child. Absolutely, <laughs> and I think it's sort of, it, I think it comes across. as a, the the scene just before uh, Ben goes off to the caravan uh, for his uh his appointment with God. Uh, um, the scene with um, him and him and uh, Pat in, in the bakery, I think, is really sweet. Yeah. Uh, when you know he, he reveals the whole thing and she says, like, you know how proud she is. That should and, have been a, um, a a a signal, really. Yeah. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I mean, things, things are about I, to go down. I knew it was coming, but I'd shot a lot of stuff for episode five, and I wasn't sure how the order went or anything like that. Right. And so, like, when that scene happened, I was like, "Oh, you put it there." Oh, there's not that much <laughs> long left in this episode. Oh, that's that's emotionally manipulative. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They did it as well. But um, totally worth it. Just um, just for that scene that we talked about. The gut punch of it all. Absolutely. Tell me, Ethan, if you found a boatload of cocaine on a boat and no one was around, would you take it?
1: Do you know what? Given everything that happened, I'd probably phone it in. But... <laughs> Do you really. At, that, at this point, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I probably would have done that anyway. Um, <laughs> you got to assume I'm, it's
0: for someone, right? So it's you are.
1: Well, yeah. The there's that, like and also like, you know, I, I I I wouldn't know how to fence it. Yeah, I'm like sorry. that's 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 not my world. Like you know, mm. Samuel might have his underworld connections, but I'd be like, right now, what? <laughs> Do I can I Google something or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, get oh, watch- <laughs> i okay get me a watch list straight away
0: yeah yeah because I think, I think that is a question in the audience about what would you do if you were in that situation if you found an absolute gold mine would you pursue it or would you and I think the question obviously gets answered throughout the series is like
2: a good idea
0: uh, but you know there's there's always a question back in your mind like Samuel's so convinced that he'll get away with it that it'll be fine It'll be great. Um, Janet's always putting together things like the massacre at the police station happened at the exact same time that the boatload of coke just rolled up, and nothing happens, like you said, in this town. The two things happen, massive things happened at the exact same time, and Sam so was like, "Oh, just wave it off, it's fine." Um, and so I think it answers that question, that kind of moral question of, you know, probably don't chase the boatload of cocaine and just <laughs> just just leave it leave it as and well. I mean,
1: that's it. I mean, like you know, picking up a twenty pound note that you find on the floor is it's very different. <laughs> The 10 up. mil's worth of coat. 10, yeah. 10 mil worth of
0: coke. Yeah, and of course they sort of have a half that, which leads them into even more trouble.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the crucial, crucial hinge points of all this.
0: Yeah. And that was another another great performance. Is um I've forgotten the the character's name, but the person who buys the cocaine. Oh, Vinny. Yeah. Oh my god. He's a nut job, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> me. But it was like, I love him, man. He's kind of his, his his team of just complete amateurs. They just happen to have weapons and this little lair that they all this live in. This
1: horrible farm. <laughs> like they've they've got five million quids worth of scratch kicking around to buy a ship with of cocaine, but no fixed windows.
0: No, <laughs> no. Well, it's just it was such a cool addition. But it was so that, that's what I love about the story is the additions. It's 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 this this crazy drug mule
1: farm with five million quid just sitting around. Um, again, like what, what was cool is that near enough, like the first quarter of episode four is given over entirely to Vinny. Right, yeah. He's he's, he's just this character that sort of pops up in episode two and like we see him do something horrible with a bat. What? And then um and then like starts with episode four and it's like okay, why why are we why are we with Vinny now? What's what's he got to do with the rest of this? Mm-hmm. But quite a lot as it happens. And, like, episode four is sort of Vinny's episode, I think. Yes.
0: Yes. Um
1: it starts with him and it ends with him. Yeah. And it ends with him ending. Quite. In one of the one of the cleanest kills in Boat Story. Just straight yeah. through the nugget.
0: Yeah. That shootout of the containers was a lot of fun.
1: So like a proper film, didn't it?
0: Yeah, again, something <laughs> you very rarely see on BBC One. Um, a proper gangster shootout.
1: Love it. Love it.
0: Yeah. With blood yeah.
1: splattered everywhere. <laughs>
0: I mean, just as a whole, man, this is, this is, it was such a fun watch from start to finish. And you must be incredibly proud of it.
1: I'm over the moon. I mean, like, you know, again, we're, we're recording this before it's all gone out on linear. But um, the response to it has been phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, sort of, as I sort of quietly predicted in my own mind, the people who bounced off episode one, like, said they didn't like it and then went away. But it's the people who did like it and stuck around that are the ones that are now like really singing its praises. I could not be more proud of both it and myself and the team that put it all together. It was a brilliant job. Um, I, I doubt I will ever work on something this exciting for a while, at the very least. Uh, and yeah, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it was able to hold oh, your attention for six full hours.
0: Well, it was just, I just wanted to know what crazy shit was going to happen next, to be honest. I think that was the thing that kept me going. Um, That's one of the thing- there. There's a lot of it. I don't think I don't think anything as crazy as that one kind of happens again throughout the rest of the series but it's it lays the groundwork for possibilities.
1: Yeah, it you about... always you're always thinking at the back of your mind. Oh they massacred an entire police station in episode 1. Like we we must never be comfortable. Yeah. I was really, like, yeah. not not to bring it back to the death but as well but like I I was questioning it for a while because I was sort of like it's, it's quite a it's quite a hard thing to do. But like it is it is dramatically necessary, I think, mm. because up until then, like, you know, the, the body count sort of starts to drop as the series goes on. And it, I think it acts as a good wake up call to the audience being like named characters can still die. Yeah. Like, do not get comfortable. Like, we, we're we not out of the woods yet. And we will we will kill people that you like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: they, they did. It's, it was dramatically necessary. As sad as I yeah. was for, uh, for old Ben too. <laughs> uh, it, it needed to happen for the uh, for the narrative to stand,
0: it did, it did. Um, yeah, don't get too attached, I suppose, is the uh, I don't the get comfortable kid. <laughs> <laughs> So that's um,
1: so that's both story. That's both story. Um, this is a fun conversation. Uh, I'm glad we were able to talk about it because a lot yeah, of my friends too, are like, Hey, I'm watching it linear, and I'm like, Great, I've seen it. Oh, I really want to talk to you about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> um, is there anything we've uh, missed that you'd like to? discuss
1: uh i mean you know this is this but for me speaking you were you were speaking as someone who didn't know about it before and then watched it uh Mm -hmm. so you know all 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 the questions you had were 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 yours i mean i'm 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 happy as long as if you know obviously if you're listening to this you've watched it already but (gasps) if you haven't pom the pomeranian ah the little bum bum oh see i was worried let's not forget the whip
0: it and the whip it of course I did fear for their lives. I got to be honest. I thought
1: funny little creatures, are they? You I love bunnies, that. You can see
0: their ribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't kill the dogs. They massacred the entire police station. Didn't hurt the dogs. I appreciate. Dogs survived. Yep. it have been too yep. much. Would have been too much. It's <laughs> wild, kept... isn't it? It's just such a bizarre dichotomy of where the mental state is in a human. Oh, they massacred the entire police station. That's bad. God, they, <laughs> they saved the dogs. Not
1: killed the dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did a callback to the first episode with that pom because the palm had like the blood of the bodies on the boat. Um, in that scene, the bodies on the boat, and then and then when um when Guy is in their house in an attempt to kill Janet and Samuel, the dog has got blood on this, like the um the food, anyway, falls on the floor and he starts like, Yeah, yeah, and it's like there's a little callback of like he just gets red on him all the time.
1: I mean, this is, this is the problem when you're an all-white dog, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you get stained easily.
0: I'm assuming it was a callback to that first episode because it was, it was too obvious, really, I suppose. If there's
1: one, one thing I've learned about the two brothers is that nothing happens by accident. Yeah. Like, if, if, if it was in there, they want, they wanted you to see it and they wanted you to recognize it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's another thing I really admire about Boat's story. It's, it's, it's very, as a narrative, even though there's so much going on and there's all these sort of arch rhetorical flushes and things like that. It's a lean old beast. Like there's not a, there's not yeah. an ounce of fat on this thing.
0: It feels it feels Edgar Wright-y in that way.
1: Yeah, very bare bones. It's
0: like every second counts.
1: And yeah, no wasted motion. I think that's the key. Mm. But big big shout out to all the casting creatives because they're they're really good, and it was a it was a pleasure to try and keep up with them. How are they as people, Ethan? Do you know what? Um, overall, overall. Mm-hmm. Everyone was really nice. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> oh shucks! shucks!
0: That's lovely. Okay, I think we've uh, I think we've hit the major points. I think we've hit all the uh, the major moments. Um, we could talk about your um, your 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 makeup for episode six. We might um, as well
1: as as a, as a as a way to close it all out. Um, the I suppose that, is that a, is that a picture you're going to tweet out at the end? I'm probably not going to tweet it out because it's a bit gruesome.
0: Okay, fair. Uh but uh I have I've
1: have shown I've I I've basically I have I've shown Ross a picture of the prosthetics as they went on. And uh just just to you know it's it's seen them in situ so at this point it didn't really seem like much of a, much of a stretch. But I will almost certainly go to uh Twitter formerly uh, well X formerly known as Twitter jail mm. if uh, if if I tweet that out but if you if you tweet me and you want to see it I'll I'll send it to you. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it was it was an odd way of doing this because like obviously the procedures was going to take time to put on, and we only had the caravan for the day. So the way we shot it was we kept uh, Oliver Sheridan, who plays Alan, uh, Janet's son, uh, who is brilliant by the way. This is like mm-hmm. his his first major role uh, in uh, on, on television, and my suspicion is that he's going to go far because he's brilliant. Uh, but he was off for the morning, so me and Craig shot the bit. Where we were doing the the back and forth right up until the gunshot, uh, then I went away to have the prosthesis applied. Where they did the first part of the scene before I come in, because classic that's yeah. that's television. <laughs> and uh, so the prosthetic took about forty five minutes to apply. It's literally like a latex mold. They had to tear like my my shirt and like pepper that with blood, like put a spatter all on that, like really get like I think they got like a Stanley knife in with the like the bulletproof vest. Because right. obviously, a bulletproof vest can protect you against, like, maybe a pistol or something like that. It's not, not a point-blank-range shotgun. Sure, for about for about that far away. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, no, it was never going to happen. Mm. But um, I tell you, there's something quite funny about uh, a makeup artist uh, like ripping the costume and like putting the prosthetic on, and then as they're applying the spatter, like looking at her phone where she's got reference pictures of close-up shotgun blast wounds. Oh, wow, <laughs> of being like. Yeah, it's got to be difficult being a makeup artist and like maintaining a healthy search engine database. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. You got a work phone, haven't you? <laughs> like Blood incognito spatter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that happened, and then once they'd finished shooting, it was time to to put me in situ, ah. uh, where I basically lay down and we we found the position and everything like that. And art <laughs> department came in with just—I'm not joking—buckets of fake claret. and they're like right okay they've got reference pictures as well about where where Spatter would go uh, behind from a uh, shotgun blast and how it would pull and everything like that all these reference pictures of these most horrific things you've ever seen in your life meanwhile I'm lying there like, ah, we're friends aren't we guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) now tell me is it easy to do that or is it are you thinking about looking dead say
1: uh, this was fine i mean at this point the, the, at this point the hard part was out of the way
0: sure of course yeah,
1: at this point all i had to do was lie down and like yeah. slow my breathing down which is not too hard i mean it, these days you don't even have to you know i, I did try not to blink
2: mm-hmm. but
1: these days like you can just you can just cgi that like you know if you've got an extended shot of a live body obviously they're going to need to blink at some point but like it's really not that hard to paint over it these days yeah uh, and most most people won't see the joint. Like, computer technology has come a long way. But yeah, at this point, I was sort of like, I could just sort of relax now. In fact, <laughs> it'd be better if I was relaxed, because then, like, my breathing won't be so laboured. Of course. So, like, you know, just uh, lie back. Think of England. <laughs> ah.
0: I <laughs> hope you didn't get that method about it. Jesus.
1: <laughs> I'm very sticky, boys. Thanks. From the syrupy fake blood, you see.
0: And I want to... um. Quickly imagine Joanna Scanlon, who um, found out about Ben on the boat. Um, I'm thankful that we didn't see that. I think that would have broken me too much. But
1: another glorious hanging cadence, though.
0: Yeah. You sort of know, obviously, you sort of know where it's going. And um, Janet was so devastated for her. And I think that was such a touching moment as well. Considering they did, just I murdered again. I
1: wonder guy. if they were going to address it on camera. Mm. Uh, only only because like Everything that led up to that Like you know They had the whole Horrifying reveal Yeah they just the killed Taylor him man. had planned Yes
2: yeah.
1: And <laughs> then Then she kills him With a <laughs> With a Like a chopper We're um, not want to
0: talk about How they How they managed to get back Or how they Figured out How to drive a boat back to shore We're just We're just gonna Skip over that
1: We just assume that'll be fine Yeah it'll be fine Joanna uh, Scanlon probably knows She was a paramedic for me
2: That's
1: They're very wise <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, instead we we get this this glorious hanging cadence where it's it's broached and like Pat the character just asks, "Well, well what, what about what about my boy? How do you know about him?" Mm. Then deep breath, cut to black. Oh, come yeah. on, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, and then of course we got that little coda at the end uh, where it transpired that I had been posthumously awarded.
2: Oh yeah,
1: uh, a St George's Cross. Uh, well deserved in my opinion
0: uh, that was a nice moment where your boss was like he was right, I didn't listen to him this whole great time little, great little yeah. performance
1: from Nigel there uh, really nice he's a, we got together, got extremely drunk in the oldest pub in Leeds <laughs> Uh, one time it was, it was a good night that's a great story <laughs>
2: it's,
1: a, it's a shame how most of my stories start with, we got so drunk
0: <laughs> yeah we haven't done that yet. We've only ever conversed via this medium and
1: we have never met in real life, but that's because you live a hundred million miles away. Well, true. We do live on either side of the country, I suppose. We do. But you know, I'm sure eventually my work will take me downtown some way. That'd be nice. I'm allowed to say where you live, aren't I? We're bleeping that out. Yeah,
0: yeah. i but I live in Taunton in Somerset. I, just, I, was just, <laughs> I was
1: like, oh shit, I just doxed him.
0: No, no, it's <laughs> fine. I live I live about fifteen miles away from when they shot hot fuzz. That's my claim to fame.
1: There you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, and whenever my northern or London friends come to visit, they go, "Can we go see Hot Fuzz?" I was like, "Yeah, all right, let's go." <laughs> just drag them <laughs> up to Wells and show them around. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing
1: I get to do. I don't get to do a lot down here. We have one cinema. <laughs> it's just you know, a little so... tour guide of to Hot Fuzz locations. Yeah, pretty much. Well, if anyone's ever in Leeds, um, I won't be there, so I won't be able to give you a guided tour of both story <laughs> locations because I don't live in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't expect. Don't go to these and it's better to Ethan anywhere.
1: No, I, no. I'll be in my house in Essex. I will not yeah. be anywhere <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm at work. In which case, I will be at work and therefore not available to give you a talk. Sorry about that,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah so I, I
1: All I'm saying is just leave me alone. How about that?
0: Don't call that in any circumstance. Okay. Don't go near me. But do follow him on on X because he's a very funny following.
1: Only Twitter. <laughs>
0: formerly known as twitter that's right, one I'm... of
1: those that's one of those little phrases that really amuses me because you see it What's everywhere that? so like so the uh, x formerly known as Twitter
2: mm. every
1: single article <laughs> featuring anything about that website has to couch it as x formerly Twitter or x formally known as twitter and I just love it when little pockets of language build up around a certain thing one of my other phrases is uh that I really enjoy using, is the novel coronavirus.
0: Oh, yeah. Do
1: you remember when we were all calling it that? Yeah. The novel coronavirus. Those are good times. Every, every time on the news, the novel. <laughs> it's a shame we got rid of that. It sounds almost whimsical. Yeah. 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 What a fun time. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, we live, live in unprecedented
1: times. Do you remember unprecedented times? That was another one.
0: Oh, yeah. Apparently, well, I've lived in them since I was born. So, yeah.
1: Uh, well, these, these times, they be unprecedented.
0: So much has happened in my lifetime. Like uh, in like comparison to my parents, it's quite. Hon- Honest,
1: honestly, if we lived in precedented times, that would be unprecedented.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. If everything was cool, we'd be like, okay, <laughs> this is boring. What's happening next? <laughs> this is unreal. I can't believe this is happening. Nothing's happening. Yeah, no, everything's okay. That's There'd be tough. a panic.
0: Um, right, I'm gonna very very quickly because I feel like in the spirit of Sported specials, I'm gonna turn this very briefly into Imagine Mike's Last Dance spoiler special. um it's important (laughs) yeah um it's not really a spoiler to be fair i'm not i'm not not talking about the ending um i i had a great time with this film i watched it in bed on my phone uh, one night at work and it came up on sky cinema so i was like now's the time and i had a great time it was a lot of fun the last the last 30 minutes are electrifyingly good right like (laughs) fuck me i couldn't take my eyes off of it you know being a sis straight man i really enjoyed the last 30 minutes imagine mike i really enjoyed it for me as well the first 20. Mm.
1: the whole business with with channing and sam hayek in the in the in the the studio ah
0: the question i have i've been wanting to ask you this since i've seen it is that one scene where you're auditioning dancers yeah and they're all dancing all up on hayek you're in the corner assuming doing the music and doing the sound
1: Pretending to do that, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I need to know what that day was like for you. Or two days or three days or whatever it was. Because well, it looked like an, a, a wild thing to, just to witness.
1: Well, we, we did that scene. We had to do that scene twice. Right, okay. uh, Because I won't go into it. If you want to find out what happened, you can go read some dirt sheet or whatever. They'll let you know what happened. Uh, but partway through the initial stage of filming, we, our, our leading lady changed. Oh. Uh, and so it was. It was relatively early, but we had shot that scene before. Hmm. Uh, so what was weird, weirder than anything, was doing it again, but with Sama Hayek this time, because we got all yeah. the same guys back. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time we'd seen them, we'd have been like, "We're like, what? These people are so talented!" Like, <laughs> as well as as well as the main dancer guys, obviously, we pulled in like all kinds of like like multidisciplinary dancing. Like we had a roller skating dude. Like we had, we had all sorts going. It was mad. And so like, we saw them all the first time. We were losing our minds at the end of every take. Just like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> this is great. And so then when it came around the second time, the only one doing that was Sam Hayek. Because right. we were all like, yeah, we've seen you before.
0: <laughs> Not impressed.
1: It was it was good before, but I have to inform you, sir, that time has not sweetened it. <laughs> so Interesting. yeah, no, it was it was good to see them all again, actually. It's sort of like sort of, the sort of weird sort of camaraderie of oh deja vu, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And
1: everyone's like, yeah, none of us want to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an unbelievable hassle. <laughs> I'm so glad I
0: asked. Yeah. <laughs> that's a brilliant answer to that question i was not expecting so wonderful um and we already yeah. did
1: we already did the salt anecdote on, uh, episode did. 250 didn't we
0: we did we've got that one in the bag safe Yep. Yeah. um yeah i mean like i said Major Mike's last dance was a lot of fun and uh yeah well done again to you on that it was great
1: thank you very much i mean if, if you've got an hour of 45 to kill i can think of worse things
0: yeah oh yeah that last yeah. dance with um that last dance with um, with Channing and uh the the female dancer was oh just... the ballet dancer the water oh. dance oh my goodness yeah so
1: so for people who have seen the magic might live show the you you'll you will remember and recognize uh the headline performance of the water dance uh which is uh it's essentially it's raining all over the stage and there's Channing and there's this ballet dancer that they've got in and it is it is it is now, now, bear in mind, right, I'm not, I don't mean to brag, right, I've had sex, right, and yet this was the sexiest thing I've ever seen. I think you're it, right. That, that it, it is the sexiest thing you will ever watch with clothes on.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable. I've never seen two people so close to having sex and then not having sex, possibly yeah. in my life.
1: Yeah. While being all wet and everything. Yeah. <sighs> But then, of course, it, you do when when you've seen it actually being shot, there is a sort of level of sort of erotic and emotional distance that you're able to create. Sure. Because you know that in order to get the camera in that tight, Steven Soderbergh had his little camera on a little dolly, and he had to get in really close for that. Mm-hmm. And so you know that, like, Channing's thinking to himself, I mustn't accidentally kick Steven Soderbergh in the head. And so that must be playing on his mind the whole time. <laughs> I wouldn't like to have Channing Tatum's job is what I'm getting at. Like, you know, I've, I've I've got enough to worry about with my acting. I can I couldn't cope with all that. <laughs> so all how that long
0: activity. we how long we up there for in the uh, the old sound booth?
1: Uh, I mean, when we were being in the Clapham Grand, I was essentially in there most of the, most of the time, mm. and I had to sort of stay there because the camera movements were so fluid, and like you know they they because they're like you wheeling it around on dollies and spinning it around and everything like that. I yeah. had to always be in there just in case they caught me. Right, of course. Uh, that's fine for me because that meant I had near enough the best seat in the house to watch all of the um, all of the hunky boys do their thing. Yeah. And, you know, worst ways to be. Yeah, I guess. I've referred to it before yeah. as dinner and a show. Like yeah, Pretty much. Except I'm, except I'm being paid for it. And uh, the dinner's provided by Kraft.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a great time. It's a great time and um oh, thank you for uh,
1: plugging that as well. This is a, this has been the plug special. <laughs>
0: um well you know, um I'm gonna um do what I do now at the end of every Ethan Lawrence podcast and go, let's range your IMDB. Um <laughs> this um, is the best part. Yeah, uh stuff that you can't talk about. Uh there's something on here called the Liar.
1: Yeah, that's What's uh, the liar. I have been asked about that many times. Uh, you'll see that it has been in uh, production since 2022, and I haven't heard nothing to so. say.
0: Okay. <laughs> I know that I
1: auditioned for it in 2017 and got the part in early 2018. And then uh, I believe multiple things happened at that point. Uh, there was a conflict schedule arose, uh, and then Disney purchased Fox. Uh, oh, yeah. And Fox being one of the Fox Greenlight being one of the put uh, something up a lot of the money for it. So that set things back. Uh, then there was another conflict of schedules, and then uh, the novel Coronavirus happened. <laughs> and then there was more conflict and then at at some point uh jeff goldblum got attached but i'm not sure when that happened
0: yeah i was going to say another stacked cast here
1: and but uh, both but both this on imdb and on my wikipedia it both states as being uh, uh upcoming uh, in 2022 uh keen eyed uh, <laughs> listeners will will recognize that uh by the time you're listening to this we are we are fast approaching 2024 <laughs> uh, and I've not heard anything, so um,
0: Something I've missed is um, Splitting Gibson What? Splitting Gibson? Are you Splitting aware of this? G-
1: Splitting Gibson? Yeah, I've got, go, st- I've got to go on my own INDV now You star in this
0: <laughs> What is this?
1: It's an animation, it- do a voice Oh, maybe Oh yeah, that happened a lot I don't think it had a name when I did that Oh, all right, uh, there was a lot of things that I did um in in the deep darkness of lockdown where it was like I was barely paying attention I was drunk for most of it <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does it say here this, is, this listing boat story is upcoming three episodes that's good, uh right, yeah, splitting Gibson, oh yeah, yeah I see this, yeah, yeah, and no, I remember this I played um oh, what's the name of the okay, don't tell me. Okay. Um is this something like Did I play something like like plasma or something?
0: Plasma is correct, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, there you go.
1: Right, so go check out Splitting Gibson. Go check out Pussy and Gibson. And uh, we shall wait patiently for the liar. Uh but most most importantly, um thank you for watching Boat Story, because if you haven't watched Boat Story, you should not be hearing this bit. Well, no, indeed. Unless you're one of That's those freaks important. that skips posts to like within five minutes of the end, and
0: yeah, if you're one of these people that read, listen to spoiler specials and go, why don't you watch that show?
1: Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it happens to some people. I know, you know, some people don't mind getting spoiled. No,
0: some people ain't got time to watch TV, so they just still catch up on spoiler specials and just find out what happened, that way.
1: Yeah, and uh, maybe if if you're one of those people, I hope that even spoilers intact, we've sold you on the idea of of the of the program. Yeah.
0: Episode one and Episode five. If you're not going to watch it, at least get those watched.
1: Yeah, get them, get them under your belt. Episode five will be very confusing if you haven't watched two, three, and four.
0: (laughs) Just enjoy, enjoy the recap with the narrator. Just keep. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll steer you through. Don't worry. Yeah, Uh, Ethan, as ever, it's been an absolute pleasure, sir.
1: Hey, always a pleasure, and uh, I will see you in a few days. And for the people who watched that episode time is a lie as is podcasts so don't believe anything you hear or read
0: indeed um ethan may or may not be back on our regular Thinking Earth podcast just this week or two weeks ago uh if you want to go back it might and be a guess... week and a
1: half ago by the time it goes out actually so yeah the episode oh, before right. the the one so if you if you go into the the rss feed now it will be this There'll be an episode, and then the one before that I will have been on. Yeah. But we haven't recorded that yet. We haven't. <laughs> so I don't know how it went. Uh, so actually, you'll have time to edit this, won't you? Uh, so hang on one sec. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just need to get this clean. So edit point. Wow, that was a great episode, wasn't it, Roscoe? The best we've ever done, Ethan. Edit point. Oh, it's a shame about that episode, eh, Roscoe? We really could have tried harder. Perfect, so you'll fix all that. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, I've given you a long lead time for this one. So
0: <laughs> Indeed.
1: Plenty of time well, to tinker and add fart sound effects.
0: If you are a major Ethan fan, we've got a smorgasbord of Ethan content on our podcast uh, feed. If you scroll all the way down, find the words Ethan Lawrence on, a lot of Marston episodes, and most importantly, a two and a half hour debrief into Dynasty Warriors, which to this day remains one of the most popular episodes you've ever done.
1: I genuinely can't believe that.
0: <laughs> it turns out there was a there was a hankering for Dynasty Warriors <laughs> discussion There's, on the internet. There was
1: an audience that was not being served. Let's just put Apparently
0: it Apparently so.
2: Apparently
1: <laughs> so. Damn <laughs> um, it.
0: If you do listen to the spoiler specials intently, uh, thank you very much for listening to our Spider-Man 2 spoiler special. Uh, that one's done very well. Um, alongside, I won't our... lie. I
1: haven't listened. That's because I haven't played Spider-Man. T that's yet. okay, man. I understand. I, I, I don't actually want to spoil myself. So. Of course,
0: of course, no, it's fine. But um, no, um, I'm very happy. It's done. It's done some good numbers, and I'm very happy.
1: As very soon as I get episode. hold of the game and have played it, I will, I will double back.
0: Oh, please do. It's a. Uh, it is a ride, a rollicking ride. Um, but yeah, there are some great Ethan stuff. So if you're a fan of Ethan, just go all the way back down our pod feed. You'll find magic in there. I think our one with Scully is my favorite because it's just a yeah. celebration of wonders.
1: That was a that was, that was very. We were all very hyper that episode. I think yeah,
0: very cool. yeah, yeah. Cat and Cat was just, ah! she was just buzzing that 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 day.
1: And now we're just now. There's just you know, just business usually. Um, no, oh, he's gone this week. Is this week okay. again. <laughs> okay. What's
0: he plugging this time, eh? Well, oh, he's what he got was, something else to
1: plug. Is it? Oh, I see. <laughs>
0: No, everyone's excited, and um, as am I. That's all video games and all sorts of nonsense uh, yourself, because uh, but so yeah, I'm going to go and um, actually I'm not going to edit this now because it doesn't have to be up tomorrow. I've got no, a few days just, on this one. You could just sit on it. Yeah. yeah, lovely. I can go and lovely. do whatever I want now.
1: Yeah, lovely. You just maybe watch Bike Story. I <laughs> will
0: watch it again <laughs> and um, then
1: chase it up with Magic Mike.
0: Yep, I'm going to Google Spitting Gibson and see where I can find that
1: uh, somewhere. Um, I would imagine.
0: Somewhere I would imagine. IMDb isn't telling me, so I'm gonna find, find it somewhere. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> I wish I could tell you more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, go and watch uh, Ethan Lawrence in Boat Story. Go and watch him in Horrible Histories, Made My Last Dance, Afterlife, Bad Education, Doctor Martin, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. It goes on and on. Um, Thirteen years of credits, man. Absolutely wild, man. I'm um, incredibly proud. Um, is that, is that weird to say? I'm proud of of, of you for Boast. I don't know, but um, it's I just think a, it's fine. I think you know, we're, just we're, it's just a we're, ride. We're
1: friends now. We're more than colleagues. Say call me a friend.
0: Call me a friend. Okay, not I'll that go.
1: not that Miles though. He's just a colleague to me.
0: No, the funny <laughs> thing is he probably won't watch Boast Story because he doesn't watch TV. So no, you can say, say whatever, whatever want you want about Fuck
1: him, you, Miles. <laughs> never listen to this so I, I hated every second of that Dynasty Warriors <laughs> podcast. it remains the biggest regret of my life Miles
0: oh that's gonna crush him that's true that's true make him do the edit on this <laughs> oh, oh man I'm so tired can you just do this one please Miles because I'm like I'm not good. thanks man
1: and you'll know if he actually did the job properly if he knows about that bit.
0: <laughs> the whole two hours of a show that he's never seen.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Love you, Mars. Love you, Mars.
0: Um. Well, until until the next episode, um, of our main females podcast. Uh, thank you all very much you for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter slash X, you can. At F N G R G N S. All of our individual handles are in at the description below. And of course you can follow Ethan Ethan D. Lawrence on Twitter slash X Whatever, Are you on threads?
1: I think mean, I'm
0: on it. Yeah, we haven't really gone back to it, have we? It about for about, a few about days. every
1: month I, I thread <laughs> uh is this place good yet? Yeah. And then a, w- a week after that I reply to myself saying, Oh no then.
0: No, I still I still see a load of people I'm not following on my feed. So I'm like, well, until that's fixed, I'm not coming back.
1: I mean, it's uh, <laughs> such a big explosion because everyone was like, finally, the Twitter alternative <laughs> lasted three days, I think, maybe. Yeah, well,
0: you know, they filled my feed up with randos and that's not what I wanted. So there we are. Um, if you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? That's like 78p at this point. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcasting services. Keep the website nice and shiny. And if you do like us, please... Give us a review over on that iTunes and Spotify. Um, it Five stars if you like it, five stars if you don't. What does it matter to you? You know what I mean? Life goes on, but it keeps the uh, podcast in the old search engines and keeps us vi- visible. So um, that is always a wonderful thing for us. So thank you very much indeed. But until then, Ethan, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you on Monday. See you Monday. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on The Thingy Guns